0: This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. Share this out, share this out, share this out. It's Friday, the law of one. Welcome, everybody. Let me turn off this overlay so you guys can see my ugly mug, right? All right, here we are. Welcome, Rick. I see that you're in the audience. Welcome. Yeah, there you go. Tag people. Get them all in here, right? Where are they at? Come holla at Santa. All right. So, um, law of one, weird things going on here in California and in here, weirdly. I literally, as I was sitting here in the last 30 seconds, the news came on in the other room, and literally they're saying a 4.6 earthquake hit the Loma Prieta, or maybe it wasn't Loma Prieta, but it was in the south down by by uh la north of la I, and I, I just laugh because they're talking on the news like oh you know it's this big thing for those of you who are not accustomed to uh earthquakes you guys would go wow that's huge you know the crazy earth shaking and for those of us in california we usually sleep through a 4.6 or <laughs> to put it in perspective if you know about california and um, the different earthquakes that have happened here uh, the one in the San Francisco Bay area that was on the Alamo Prieta a fault in 1989, literally 15 minutes before the world series was going to start uh, game two or three between the Oakland A's and the San Francisco giants. And they were in Oakland, California. I was in Pittsburgh, California, which is about 25 to 30 miles uh, Northeast of uh, Oakland. And, uh, the, the earthquake hit and that was a 7.0 which they've downgraded uh they said it was an 8.0 in the beginning uh which w- which is literally um uh, you know a four thousand times stronger than a 4.6er right um actually i think it's even more than that i think it's almost like 400 thousand times it's insane uh the, the amount of magnitude that is from 4.0 or 4.6 to 8.0 uh since then they've downgraded it and then they were said it was a 7.9, then 7.6. And over the years since 1989, they just keep downgrading it. Now I'm pretty sure they're like, oh yeah, that was an earthquake of uh, 2.0 in 1989. Um, but it, but you know, literally the it was, you know, uh, 8.0, 7.9, 7.6, you know, somewhere around there, which is an insane amount. And, and the, the low amount of damage that happened to the, in the San Francisco Bay Area is attributed to people living. Uh, in the United States on the West Coast, on fault lines anywhere in the world and um, creating after the 1902 earthquake in San Francisco that devastated most of that city I and mean, put it on fire for weeks before they got it all put out. Um, literally because of that, the, this country, the, the architects started designing buildings to be able to withstand uh, large earthquakes so, so that, it, that things don't happen. In the third world countries, you see that happening all the time where they're not accustomed to it and something like that happens and a lot of people die. Um, I would be uh, surprised if they found much damage other than things falling off of shelves and a few windows breaking, uh, even though it sounds really scary. I remember uh, back in, I guess it was like 1999 or so, uh, 89, 99, close to the year 2000, I was living with a couple of roommates, one of which was my buddy Johnny who grew up here. And his girlfriend, who was from North Carolina, and she had never been through an earthquake, and we were living on the third floor of an apartment building, which means if there's an earthquake that you really shake, the higher up you are, the more you, the building sways. And They're designed not to shake and fall apart. They're designed to, to ebb and flow with earthquakes. So we were sitting there watching television and Johnny and I were in the living room. She, we were watching like wrestling or something and she was in the bedroom because she didn't want to watch wrestling. She's watching something else. And an earthquake happens and John and I just reach over and pick our beer up so they don't spill. <laughs> we're sitting there and we immediately are going, what, what is that? Four, four, 4.2, you know, 4.3. I think it's 4.3. And he's like, yeah, 4.3. His girlfriend comes bobbling down the hallway, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And she's holding onto the walls while it's shaking, and she's like, "Is this an earthquake?" And she's all excited. We're like, "Yeah, you need to stop moving, though. You need to sit down somewhere. You're standing up, and you're just gonna throw you around." And she was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! You guys seem so calm," and we're just sitting there drinking our beer, going, "It's just normal." Little end in about twenty seconds, and she was like, "This is huge!" And we're like, "No, it's about a four point three, maybe a four point six maximum." And then she was like, What? And she could run back in and she turns on the news and they break in. She comes back out. We didn't even change the channel, we just kept watching television. She comes back out. She's like, Oh my god, the people on the news said it was a 4.4, 4, and you guys said it was a 4.4. We're like, You grew up in California, man. You get you kind of tend to get uh, the you know the the radar uh, on on that, right? <laughs> Welcome, Rick. By the way, I, I, I see that you said uh, good day and I didn't say anything to you. Good day, mate. Uh, so literally, I know Yeah, everybody's just like, forget that. I'm not going to do the law of one today. Whatever. Right. They're off doing their own thing, I guess, in the world. So maybe they have problems wherever they're at. Right. So, uh, we, you know, you, it's just like if, if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area, you, you get what's called gaydar uh, radar of gay people so that you see people and you you get used to the signs and the things that they do, and you go, that one's gay, that one's gay. You learn that because you're around it more in certain areas. Well, the same thing with earthquakes, right? Um, we, you're so used to that. My whole life, earthquakes happening, and you feel what it feels like. And then when you hear about it on the news, they tell you where it was and what the magnitude was. So you just get used to knowing what certain magnitudes and the difference in earthquakes uh, happen. So uh, we didn't feel it up here because we're almost, you know, we're what, uh, 800 miles, uh, more than 800 miles away from Los Angeles north. So we didn't, no one even up here felt it. It would have been so minute by the time the vibration reached 800 miles away that literally maybe um, like the curtains might have moved (laughs) a little bit. And you have to be paying attention to notice it because we're so far away. Um, But that's never good because when you have an earthquake on a fault line, usually it starts to rupture up a fault line or down a fault line. It's rare that depending on how large the fault line is, all of that starts moving in one area. And that's why they talk about it, because if it starts down in L.A., there's a possibility that somewhere along the it depends on the if it's on on the San Andreas, because the San Andreas fault is the large fault that California is sitting on. Where it's literally going underneath, it's the Ring of Fire, uh, which is is a circle like this in the in the Pacific Ocean that literally goes all the way around to Russia, Japan, and all the way around to the United States, Alaska, down the coast, uh, Baja, Mexico, and, and around. Uh, so they call it the Ring of Fire, uh, and literally that tectonic plate is um, is shoving. Uh, into the coast of the the uh, uh, interior uh, continental plate, which they call, I think they call it the, um, um, well, they might call it the continental plate, I'm not sure, but it's actually pushing underneath it. And as it pushes underneath it, uh, it, it raises up uh, the, the continental plate. And each time there's an earthquake, it, if it's on that big fault line, which is called the San Andreas fault line, because the San Andreas mountains, which go all the way from the north, all the way down to the south, more than, uh, 1,500 miles, uh, probably even further than that. I haven't really looked at it, but I believe it goes all the way up the coast, even into Oregon and Washington, so almost into Canada. So literally, that is uh, the, the entire area. So then, when it happens down in the south, depending, it either moves out into the ocean and goes around, uh, you know, over there and heads towards Japan, or you get a weird thing where it happens like in L.A. and then it'll there'll be an earthquake in Russia. Because it's, it moves into the fault and then that shifts and it shivers out like a pond drop of water. And um, that relieves a pressure. Pressure gets built up. And what an earthquake is, is the, the fault is pushing against another fault. And, and the pressure gets built up, and then it snaps in some way, and that's what causes an earthquake, and it releases pressure. So it's good to have many earthquakes. I know we're getting into a crazy uh, discussion about earthquakes, but it's good to have earthquakes if you don't know about them because it relieves pressure, and you don't have uh, larger earthquakes. If you don't have any small earthquakes for a very long time, then it gets scary because a big one will happen, and that's when, it, when it's huge because the pressure gets so large that it's not just on the surface it gets deep pressure on the on the whole vault, on the whole fault line and then it snaps and shifts and it can literally as i as i smack myself with my fingernails in my hand it literally can can break the ground and and uh, and literally move the plate because that that pacific rim plate is turning it's not just moving from one side to the other it's actually turning it's floating on the mantle and it's spinning so because of that it's and it's actually spinning uh, counterclockwise to uh, the origin, if you're looking at, at a map north being Alaska and south being down in LA, it's actually moving counterclockwise. So they say that eventually LA will be a suburb of uh, San Francisco or the other way around because uh, LA is bigger than San Francisco. But it, it eventually in 100,000 years, the entire, what is the, the Los Angeles Basin, where the city is, is, is moving slowly uh, up the coast. Um, but it's not going to snap. Everyone's like, it's going to snap and California's going to fall into the ocean. That, that's not going to happen. There's a whole entire tectonic plate that's actually pushing against California. So all those theories that California's going to break off and fall into the ocean can't happen. It's, it's impossible for it to happen because there are tectonic plates that are slamming up against each other and rubbing. And what's happening is it's shifting like this. There's, it's never gonna fall into the ocean like everything they say on movies and crap like that. That's all just made up bullcrap. That's lies and and everyone's like, there's gonna be a huge. Anything could happen. It's the same thing with a super volcano and in, in uh, Yellowstone National Park where uh, you know there, there's it's erupted a bit. You know, like five times in the last. Uh, millennial and millennia, and it's uh, overdue by thirty thousand years or so. If that happens, the whole population of the planet is going to die. So everyone's like, "Oh, if you're in the United States, you're going to die from that because you're in the path." I am in the path because I'm downhill, uh, and it usually goes this way towards the Pacific Ocean from where they are. Um, uh, so I am in the in the direct path of the of the volcano. Um, but if it does go off, it's a super volcano. It will cover the Earth in ash and we will be covered in darkness for months. So the whole entire planet, if it does blow, it doesn't matter where you live on the earth, you're gonna die uh, because it's a planet killer, right? Unless you live in the far north or the far south in the snow uh, to have it survive, right? That's just the the way it is. 75,000 years ago, we had an event very similar and the only people on the planet that lived were the Africans in in South Africa and Madagascar because they were up so high. And uh, the Australians in the, uh, down there and down under, the Aborigines, and then the Vikings in the north, the, the uh, Aryans in the north, because they were so far removed and up high that they survived. But that's literally, you can look that up, 75,000 years ago, 74,000 and some change to 77,000 years ago, the entire population of the earth was decimated except for those three pockets uh, in the entire planet is now repopulated by those. Okay, so let's get into the law of one, even if there's only a few of us in here today, right? Um, Deborah Anderson, welcome. I see you there in the in the chat. If you say hi, there's Cassie. If you say hi, I know you're here. Welcome, Cassie. If you don't say anything, I just see a number. <laughs> I don't know who's all here. Okay, so yeah, earthquakes happening in California down south. Nothing big, but if you've never heard of an earthquake or you don't know how big an earthquake is, a 4.6 will scare you. Uh, 4.6, we, we don't even notice uh, when you're walking, you go, was that my knee or did we just have an earthquake? And you look around at things that are hanging. Like we have blinds, you know, the Venetian blinds or whatever you want to call them. And you, and you pull on the the or the little uh, plastic thing that you used. Uh, that'll move by itself, right? If you're sitting there and you go, was that an earthquake? You look at things that might be moving. And if they move, you go, all, right, all of those things that are hanging are moving. And then you turn on a, or an app uh, and you look up whether or not there was an earthquake. But it, you know, it has to be pretty big for people here in California to get concerned about it. Uh, and it has to last for more than uh, 25 seconds. So if it doesn't, then people just go, eh, there's an earthquake. But if you're brand new, that'll freak you out. That's like somebody like me moving to a place where there's tsunamis or where there's uh, hurricanes and tornadoes, right? Uh, we freak out. And you guys are like, yeah, it's fine. Go to the cellar. you're cool, right? And we're like, ah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's, Let's do a sound check. Peter, welcome, brother. How's it going over there in, in Ireland? Um, so literally, let's let's do a sound check. First of all, I'm assuming my microphone is not um, too distant. We had that problem a couple weeks ago or last week or the week before, and I had to reset it, default it to the camera, and then default it back. It was weird that it did that. Um, and So we'll do a sound check for RAW, and then we'll get started on the new session. We're on session 38 or 39. Uh, We'll find out here when I give it a shot. So sound check. Let me know if you guys can hear it okay. And we'll go from here.
1: March 16th, 1981. 39.0 raw. I am raw. I greet you in the love and in the light of the infinite creator. I communicate now. 39.1 Thirty-nine
0: point one questioner. Okay, so um, Rick is saying it sounds great. Hopefully that you you were saying that. I think about my m- microphone, but if my microphone's working fine, because that's the microphone that that plays through, then you guys are doing good with the raw. Okay, so thirty-nine session thirty-nine. Um, let's just go ahead and get started. Now uh, there is, uh, and I didn't uh, take a picture of it. I may have to uh, bring it up. There is a mathematical equation at some point later on in the session where the math is actually on the screen, I don't remember. Uh, First of all, I don't remember that being there, weirdly. Uh, And I don't remember if the computer will actually say the mathematical problem, which I think there's only a few of you out there on the planet would actually get that (laughs) equation anyways. But we'll see if the computer tries to explain the mathematical equation when we get there. And I noticed that while I was editing it so that the computer would say raw and not RA. And, uh, and I saw that and went, huh. And then I forgot I was busy and the weird things were happening. And then we had the earthquake and, and all that. So I didn't have time. I was going to get a picture of it and put it on the screen, uh, take a screenshot of it and put it up on screen. Maybe while things are playing, I'll use my phone and do a screenshot, but then that'll be an issue that I'll have to deal with. So um, maybe I'll bring up the, um, I can actually do that. I can bring up the, the uh, thing on, uh, I'll do that. I'll bring it up and then I'll, but even me reading it to you is going to be complicated without seeing it visually. So we'll see what the computer says. And if the computer just skips by it, I'll try to explain it to you guys. Right. We'll see what happens with the computer program. OK, so let's go ahead and continue with the first question on session 39 of the Law of One.
1: The instrument was wondering if her fragile feeling was the result of the chemical ingestion of about six weeks ago. Raw. I am raw. This is Correct. This instrument is now undergoing the most intensive period of physical complex debilitation slash distortion due to the doubling effects of the two ingest ions. This instrument may expect this extremity to proceed for a period of 15 to 20 of your diurnal cycles. The weakness distortions will then begin to lift, however, not as rapidly as we first thought due to this instrument's ongoing weakness distortions. This instrument is very fortunate in having a support group which impresses upon it the caution necessary as regards these sessions at this time. This instrument is capable of almost instantaneously clearing the mental-slash-emotional complex and the spiritual complex for the purity this working requires, but this instrument's distortion towards fidelity to service does not function to its best use of judgment regarding the weakness distortions of the physical complex. Thus we appreciate your assistance at space slash times such as that in your most recent decision making not to have a working. This was the appropriate decision and the guidance given this instrument was helpful. 39.2 Questioner, is there anything that the instrument could do in addition to what she is attempting to do to help her condition get better faster? I know that she hasn't been able to exercise because of her foot problem for the last couple of days not able to walk, but we are hoping to get back to that. Is there anything else that she could do?
0: she Carla had problems with her legs all the way up until her her death um, oddly she had a lot of issues with her legs and feet I don't remember if she ended up losing any of her limbs but I do know that um, back just before she passed they actually when she was going to be speaking in front of a crowd they wheeled her out sitting up in a gurney you know a hospital bed wheeled her out. And she was talking on that. She couldn't even walk. And she was still um, channeling, not raw anymore. That stopped when, when uh, Don shot himself in the head back in 1984, when he committed suicide because he was dying of cancer and he didn't want to have any treatment. And they were, she was trying to force him. She called the sheriff. She was his wife. She called the sheriff to come and get him to, uh, for, to, for his own good to take him to the hospital uh, so that they could try to help him. And he held himself hostage for a day or two with a gun and then stepped out on the patio and shot himself and died. And then they had no, because that whole dynamic of what it took to channel Raw was no longer there. It was two, three of them was a triad. Um, of of people that it took to get uh, contact with Ron And when Dawn was gone, she could never uh, again contact raw However, Carla continued channeling uh, many other uh, beings and entities throughout the rest of her life. And I think it was between 2015 and 2017. I don't know exactly the date. It depends on the reality that you're in. Because I remember... Uh, and that it was 2017. And then all of a sudden, when there was a shift two years ago now, or a year and a half, whenever that was in that May shift, was that last year, or the year before, um, then all of a sudden the timeline changed and she had died a little bit earlier than she did in where I was before that. Um, so it, it, either way, um, yeah, either way, it was it was bizarre. Anna, welcome, by the way. I didn't say hi. I see that you're there in the audience. I didn't say hello, so hello. Okay, so she has, was having issues um, all the way from the 80s uh, when this was being done all the way up until, you know, 2015 to 2017 when she passed away uh, with her legs, weirdly. Right? I don't know what was going on, but it was an attack. We know that she was being attacked uh, incessantly by evil entities in the fourth dimension, assassins trying to kill her. Alright, let's continue.
1: I am Ra. As we have implied, the negative entities are moving all stops out to undermine this instrument at this time. This is the cause of the aforementioned problem with the pedal digit. It is fortunate that this instrument shall be greatly involved in the worship of the One Infinite Creator through the vibratory complexes of sacred song during this period. The more active physical existence, both in the movements of exercise and in the sexual sense, are helpful. However, the requirements of this instrument's distortions towards what you would call ethics have an effect upon this latter activity. Again, it is fortunate that this instrument has the opportunities for loving social intercourse which are of some substantial benefit. Basically, in your third density continuum, this is a matter of time. 39.3 Questioner, from your reading of the instrument's condition can you approximate how often and how length of workings that we could plan in our future workings? Ra, I am Ra. This query borders upon infringement. The information given sets up fairly followable guidelines. However, we are aware that not only can each of you not read this instrument's aura and so see conditions of the physical complex but also the instrument itself has considerable difficulty penetrating the precise distortion condition of its physical complex due to its constant dependence upon its will to serve. Therefore, we believe we are not infringing if we indicate that one working each alternate diurnal period in the matinal hours is most appropriate with the possibility of a shorter working upon the free matinal period if deemed appropriate. This is so not only during this period but in general. 39.4 Questioner, I will then continue now with the general questioning attempting to find a way into a line of questioning which will get us into an area of understanding non-transient functions which may be worked upon by us and others to raise our consciousness and I may make several mistakes here in trying to find a way into this questioning. I apologize in advance if my questioning is misleading. I notice that everything seems, or most of the basic things seem to be divided into units which total seven. In looking at a transcript by Henry Puverick from the nine I found a statement by the nine where they say, if we get seven times the electrical equivalent of the human body then it would result in seven on of the mass of electricity. Could you explain this? Ra, I am Ra. To explain this is beyond the abilities of your language. We shall, however, make an attempt to address this concept. As you are aware, in the beginning of the creations set up by each logos, there are created the complete potentials, both electrical, in the sense of the one you call Larson, and metaphysical. This metaphysical electricity is as important in the understanding, shall we say, of this statement as is the concept of electricity. This right. concept, as you are aware.
0: Sorry, I meant to pause right there. So here you have to realize this is a reference, and I'll let Raw continue. This is a reference to the physical and non-physical, right? The physical plane and the spiritual plane, the astral plane, not just space and time. Right, Not just space and time, because space and time are synonymous to this reality. Space, time, time, space. So there's a difference between space, time, and time, space. Do so you see? One is physical, this place, dimension. And the other that he's referring to is non-physical, that is spiritual, that is the density. Okay? And uh, people, the, the science only focuses on the physical, secular ideology of this place and trying to figure this out. They will not, most of them will not consider the infinite. And they're starting to, because I know for a fact, in fact, there was a, a one of the videos that I think it was Penny that shared in the, was it the law of one Penny that she shared where that guy was talking about to the woman and telling her about cloning and, and uh, all, all of the stuff going on uh, in, in, you know, literally the things that he said sound crazy if you don't already know them, if you haven't learned that stuff. For those people like myself, I was like, "Uh mm -hmm, uh-huh, uh-huh, And he even said, and you can't talk about it too much because then they'll stop you. They'll come and get you or kill you or stop you to stifle you because they don't want the masses to know about that, which I, I felt it was like really cool because I had just posted or was just posting, talking about that from uh, excerpts from other sessions from 72, 73, and now 74, uh, and we're on, um, what are we on, 78 uh, today, uh, where I was referring to that, where there's information that that people gain that they could take over the world if they know, but that, that is only available to people who are in service to others, so they won't try that. And they also know that if you try to use that for evil, you lose it. It's the same as when you're trying to say something, and this is why Ra just said the question that you have posed, borderlines on infringement, because even Ra, they are in the seventh density, we're in the third, okay, so the four levels above us, right, actually they're in the sixth, moving into the seventh, or in the fifth, moving into the sixth, either way, they're two to four levels above us, and they know that the universe has laws, that will stop you and stifle you from giving too much information. They know it, but they can't tell us. And this is what he was just saying. It's almost impossible for me to explain to you the process uh, in your language, in terms that you can understand in third dimension. However, we will try to uh, to accommodate that. This is literally what Raw just said. So the now Raw is trying to explain the energy vibration of and sound and otherwise that, uh, because he asked about that specifically, Don did. So they're trying to explain as best they can, but they're also showing there's a duality to everything. And he asked the question and we'll get back into raw, asked the question about realizing that things are set up in seven octaves. Right. And because the next octave is eight and they just posted um, videos and, and um, shorts or, memes or not memes, but shorts or reels uh, dealing with that. The last one that I just, I just posted one about the law of one, which YouTube wouldn't want, didn't want to put on because of copyrights. And I didn't look into it on my computer to find out if it was because I posted something with was the cover of a book from the law of one um, and other things that said uh, and gave credit to LL research as the uh, property owner, or if it was the song uh, time by Ozzy Osbourne. But all other platforms, including TikTok, uh, left that on and never mentioned it. So I don't know if Google has a different version of whether or not you give credit to somebody. (laughs) Because I'm giving credit to Ozzy Osbourne, telling you it's his song, telling you the name of the song and the album that it's on. The same thing with uh, the Law of One information and the very last picture, which shows you the ascension from first dimension up to seven and how that's the first octave, one through seven, and the second octave uh, starts at eight and going above. Uh, Only I I don't show you all of that. It's out of the picture, but literally those were, I just put those out yesterday and the day before, um, showing you that, knowing we were going to be exactly where we are here. So anybody who's seen my shorts or or reels on any platform, uh, you got to look visually uh, uh, into um, and I was blatantly, this is the law of one, showing you that uh, so that you would, it would be in your head through osmosis, whether you knew it or not. And what we're discussing literally right now is that which I showed you and the words that Raw said from session four, question one, and session one, question four, uh, not respectively, but opposite of that uh, in the order uh, that I uh, show you in that reel. Uh, so those two preface the, the uh, third uh, image and the fourth image on purpose. And then Ozzy's actually singing about time and uh, that time waits for no one. And that you, instead of trying to look for uh, someone, just like Pink Floyd said in that video, which I just posted, because Penny had that, had that uh, epiphany about that song, uh, that looking for someone to teach you or tell you, Uh, When truly you just need to look within yourself and and Ozzy actually sings about that in that song called time that instead of looking for something uh, stop looking and look within and stop worrying about everything and just spread your wings and fly. I literally put that portion of the song in there uh, leading into the to the credit or to the chorus, because that's what Ozzy's talking about Ozzy Osbourne very awake and he has this weird pattern. Uh, and then I'll get away from that, but I want to, anybody who, who pays attention and gets patterns, Ozzy Osbourne, all the way back to when he was in Black Sabbath, all the way up till today, he has the same exact uh, cyclical nature to all of his albums and his songs. Every song in every order is done on purpose to actually tell you a longer story And every album is set up identical. The first song on every album is about the same subject. The second song on every album is about the same subject. The third song on every album is about the same subject. And he literally goes through the cyclical nature all the way to the end of every single album and then starts over. He's very meticulous when it comes to that. And I've watched him my entire life on stage He's also very meticulous of his steps, his movements, when he takes the microphone away from the the stand and what he does and when he puts it back. He does that exact uh, scenario in every concert for the last 50 years of his life. He literally has the same steps, the number of steps. He literally has the same movements. He'll clap at the exact same time, the exact same number of claps. He is methodical and he says that in one of his songs, you have to listen to my words. He's literally, uh, everyone thinks that he's just this crazy, drunk, high rocker god that is, you know, the prince of darkness. And he's evil. And he is completely the opposite, just like Rob Halford from Judas Priest. Everyone assumed they were satanic. And it turns out they actually were singing about Ascension. Uh, Rob Halford did better in all of his uh, uh, solo albums. And now he's back with Judas Priest. Uh, The band Metallica, everybody thought that they were also satanic until they came out with Creeping Death. And then uh, people started realizing that they, too, were actually singing about Ascension and the strife of uh, the the, uh, uh, people. But Ozzy, in particular, I noticed this pattern in uh, what he did that was a cyclical pattern And I realized that you could literally then take all of his albums and listen to song number one of every album and see the progression of talking about those are all parables for the same subject. And he does that with all of those. And it's just this crazy cyclical nature where he takes you on this, this journey, whether you're aware of it or not. And guys like me who are code breakers, we see that. And I saw that and was like, I must be just tripping that Ozzy is doing this. But then when I watched him through the years uh, in concerts, singing the same songs, and then listening to his albums because I used to buy his albums, I used to have them all, and I would listen to the entire album, and then go to the next album and listen to it, and the next one, and I started realizing it was a cyclical nature, and it was identical. The songs were different, but the cadence, the timing, and the uh, and the the idea of what he was getting across in the story were identical in every aspect of every single song from the first song to the very last song uh at the end of the uh you know the, over the, the album or whatever you want to call it uh and that he had this dynamic of things that he did and he was brilliant to this day to be able to come up with so many different ways of telling these parables these stories that is literally telling you about ascension strife in the third dimension and going into uh, The Ascension and Wisdom and all of that, he goes through. Uh, and if you count, I'm not going to get into all of it, but if, but if you count how many songs he has on every album, you'll find they're identical. Uh, and in uh, I believe it's 12 and sometimes 13. You should look into that. And then others, uh, I, I believe it's 15. I think that's more um, what they are, and that's even with bonus tracks. It's never um, off of the cyclical nature of the Fibonacci sequence which people have a, don't even realize, and they just think he's this crazy. Oh, he was just this drug out guy that ran away and hid in Tibet, and his wife had to find him, and he came back, and he never flies because Randy Rhodes died in a, in a plane crash, and so he, he drives everywhere and takes boats everywhere. and People like that. Nikola Tesla, when he, before he would go into a building, he would walk around the building three times. Before he would go into the building, he would only if he went into a hotel, he would only stay in a hotel that the the uh, room was a multiple of three, if not only three. Like if he was going to stay on the third floor, it had to be three, three, three or three, three or three. He wouldn't stay in the room. So he, th- there's people that are eccentric this way. And you have to realize that they're not crazy. Once you start to get understanding the math of what they're talking about, you realize they're not nuts. They're actually onto something that is a little more harmonious and they're superstitious about the harmony of it. And some people say that that is a psychosis. Uh, however, the people that do that, they either are a little loony and they don't do anything in their life and people just go, I don't know, they're probably crazy, or they become somebody very famous and people don't notice Rockefeller, right? I mean, Rockefeller would, he was a, a germ freak and he would wear gloves, wouldn't let you touch him and get near him. Um, he was very eccentric and hid, uh, but very, very successful. All these guys that are that way are very successful. And some would say they were, you know, savants in some way. Everybody is today, just like when I was a kid, everybody was ADHD and ADD. Once they got onto that kick that that's what was wrong with everybody. And then everybody had it and everybody still has it. And then it was now because they've got onto this autism thing because they we're giving children inoculations that were making them autistic and got sued over it and had to change the inoculations around the world 20 years ago. Uh, literally, that happened. My brother sued, was in a class action lawsuit, in which my, uh, my nephew today is 21. I have to uh, send him a text. My nephew today, Sage, the genius, uh, is liter- one of the geniuses in our family. Uh, the youngest genius in our family, unless Matthias Matthias might be but he's just like four or five now so we're not quite sure uh, when I don't know if they're testing him yet uh, but they will be soon I'm sure uh, so Sage is is turning 21 today so if Sage tunes in or his father tunes into the show happy birthday if not after the show I will text or call to talk to Sage and wish him a happy 21st birthday I'm sure he's not going to be too concerned with his uncle calling him on his 21st birthday because I'm sure he's going to probably be wanting to get drunk somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> one of my sisters said that can we get him drunk then is that what's going to happen all right but nobody really drinks that much in our family anymore most of the people who never drank and the ones who did have aged out and everybody else like myself we all quit so uh, or we just drink um, sporadically not very often okay so cyclical nature talking about the differences in uh, in the realities is what Raw is going to get into here. And if you saw, like I said, if you saw my reels uh, that I put out in the last three days, especially the ones that were not just me talking excerpts from shows, but those actually apply to this. But the, specifically, the one that's about the law of one is about this that we're talking about today. Let's continue.
1: Deals with potentiated energy. The electron has been said to have no mass, but only a field. Others claim a mass of infinitesimal measure. Both are correct. The true mass of the potentiated energy.
0: I didn't know that. I just looked down at the, the newest comment, and Cassie said, "Oh, it's my my oldest godson slash nephew's uh, birthday today, too. Happy birthday!" Oh, I'm dropping my glasses, trying to throw them on the floor. Happy birthday to him. I, I, I don't know his name and how old he is, but happy birthday to him as well. Uh, so yeah, right. I mean, uh, that's kind of cool, right? Okay, let's continue. Wait, what is the, today? Is February? Right? Today's the what is the ninth? February what's what's 9 months ago right when was that was that the 4th of July <laughs> is that what their parents were doing on the 4th of July 4th of July is July is the is the 7th month right so 8 9 10 11 12 1 2 Nope, that's only 7 months right so it was two, it was 2 months before that so that would have been May so here we are right on uh, what's the holiday in May i'm just trying to say may right i don't know man that's usually when A lot of kids were made back in old Europe during Mabon because that was the time when everybody was uh, trying to get their kids to get married and have kids. All right, let's continue. I'll stay away from the religions of old.
1: ...is the strength of the field. This is also true metaphysically. However, in your present physical system of knowledge, it is useful to take the mass number of the electron in order to do work that you may find solutions to other questions about the physical universe. In such a way you may conveniently consider each density of being to have a greater and greater spiritual mass the mass increases shall we say significantly but not greatly until the gateway density
0: it- okay so this is why when we say density going up in density uh, this is where it gets confusing to people and Ross talking about this right here and probably going to confuse he they're, they're probably going to confuse Uh, Don, hopefully he'll ask a question, but I'm going to preface it. Uh, This is why when we talk about density as opposed to dimension and uh, the people are like, so wait a minute. So uh, your body becomes less, but, but you're talking about density getting thicker. It's because you're transitioning from the physical into the spiritual. And when you're transitioning into the spiritual, your physical body starts going away. So it becomes less dense as you become more dense spiritually. Okay, and this is what Raw is talking about here. I'm going to rewind this a little bit so you can hear that now that I've said that. And this is what Raw's referring to here, is the spiritual density getting thicker? So you're you're actually becoming more light and energy, and not physical. There is a density to that as you become more, as you become being more. Uh, spiritual the spiritualness becomes denser and stronger the asians uh, specifically the japanese when they would refer to um uh, people's abilities in martial arts if you watch those old martial art movies uh they would say um that oh you're strong in the ways that's why they use that in the force strong in the ways of the force um and, and not just meaning um learned it, But meaning very spiritual, and you become, because that's like a muscle that you're working out, the same becomes dense. And in these um, um, Asian religions or spiritualities, these older spiritualities had incorporated that long ago, and that's still there and apparent today it is in the in the older religions from europe as well but uh, you know the secularism around the world has you believing that all of that's just fake and made up and that they were just a bunch of monkeys running around wearing animal skins no different than what we are today because they literally look what i'm wearing i'm i'm wearing cotton so we took we took a, a plant and refined it into uh, into thread and then made something out of it and then used colors uh, mashing Grapes or whatever to make a, a dye to make colors. Oh, because we're running off of a machine. We're so sophisticated, and they did it by hand, and and had uh, just as good quality of clothing that we do now. Oh, but they were just a bunch of monkeys wearing animal skins, and we're just what sophisticated people wearing the same animal skins. Oh no, we're getting away from animal skins. We wear the skins of plants. That's not killing life to get things. So that's the the whole idea of well, if I eat plants and I'm a vegetarian, I'm not killing anything to eat. And you guys, you're evil because you're eating the flesh of an animal that runs around and that animal is awake and alive. But this plant is just a plant doesn't mean anything it's awake and alive as well and science has proven that look into that so don't be so hypocritical everything has to the only way you can survive here set up this way is for you to to live you have to have living energy that you consume that you transmute into your body to run your body so you have to kill something and eat it you have to eat something that is living when you go get a banana from a store it's still alive it's dying slowly and if you leave it set on the counter it will die And that was what we call when it wilts or molds, it's dying and decaying. If you leave a human body, it does the same thing. Okay. So literally you go and get a fruit, a vegetable, a plant, lettuce, it's still alive. And then you consume that and you're eating that and killing that plant and, and you're consuming the energy from it and then living off of it. You need to be realistic about your thought process instead of pretending that A plant is not alive, but a deer and a cow and a pig and a donkey or whatever else that somebody, beef, cattle or chickens, they're somehow different. And fish, all of that's somehow different in your mind. And you're justifying saying, I don't kill animals. No, you just kill plants. You're still killing life. You're taking the exact same life for the exact same energy. Right. And and I get if it's a choice that you're making, but be realistic about it and be, uh, be objective about what you're doing and and don't say you guys that eat animals are bad because you're not you're just raising that animal so that you can kill it for food. You mean like planting a garden? You're just raising that lettuce and, and that kale in your garden or in a garden where people are growing it by farming it. And then they just chop it off and put it out into the store and get it to you and you eat it. What's the difference of somebody killing a pig and giving me a hot dog or or killing a, a banana and giving it to me in the store? None. It's all in your mind, and you think that there's something different, because you're trying to justify life in 3D and point out other people as bad. Let's continue.
1: In this density, the summing up, the looking backwards in short, all the useful functions of polarity have been used. Therefore, the metaphysical electrical nature of the individual grows greater and greater in spiritual mass. For an analog, one may observe the work of the one known as Albert, who posits the growing to infinity of mass as this mass approaches the speed of light. Thus, the seventh density being, the completed being. The cre-
0: Who's referring to there is obviously Albert Einstein. If you guys know anything about uh, mathematics, he's referring to Albert Einstein and, and um, moving uh, to uh, the speed of light. Let's continue.
1: Creator who knows itself accumulates mass and compacts into the one creator once again. 39.5 questioner. Then in the equation that I have here on this page would I refer to spiritual mass. I am assuming.
0: hold on. I said I was going to rewind that so that we could play that again, and then I didn't because I kept talking, so let me let me back this up.
1: But only a field. Physical electricity is as important in the understanding. I noticed that everything seems, or most of...
0: I apologize for that. Let's start this over so that you guys will understand what I'm saying and then go back into the equation.
1: The basic things seem to be divided into units which total seven. In looking at a transcript by Henry Puverick from the nine, I found a statement by the nine where they say, If we get seven times the electrical equivalent of the human body then it would result in seven on of the mass of electricity. Could you explain this? Ra, I am Ra. To explain this is beyond the abilities of your language. We shall, however, make an attempt to address this concept. As you are aware, in the beginning of the creations set up by each logos, there are created the complete potentials, both electrical, in the sense of the one you call Larson, and metaphysical. This metaphysical electricity is as important in the understanding, shall we say, of this statement as is the concept of electricity. This concept, as you are aware, deals with potentiated energy. The electron has been said to have no mass but only a field. Others claim a mass of infinitesimal measure. Both are correct. The true mass of the potentiated energy is the strength of the field. This is also true metaphysically. However, in your present physical system of knowledge it is useful to take the mass number of the electron in order to do work that you may find solutions to other questions about the physical universe. In such a way, you may conveniently consider each density of being to have a greater and greater spiritual mass. The mass increases, shall we say, significantly but not greatly until the gateway density. In this density the summing up, the looking backwards in short, all the useful functions of polarity have been used.
0: Okay, the gateway density is at the seventh density, the seventh dimension, and that's the gateway to the next octave, okay? So as you are ascending to the eighth dimension density, by that time it's more density than it is uh, dimension because you're uh, completely out of, and that's where you're going to go, that's literally the gateway to the next octave. So the the lower octave is uh, chakra one through 7 okay and then the that is a representation in this physical plane of third dimension of the first octave of uh 1 through 7 in the in the spiritual density do you understand that you see that so literally within your body you have seven chakras and that 1 through 7 to the crown chakra and that is a physical representation of the ascension of this entire octave, everything is a a, a microcosm to the macrocosm, okay? So as above, so below, as within, so without, or as without, so within. So literally, the first dimension has the same causality of seven archetypes, and then the second has again, um, but each time you're moving up in density, spiritually, and in this place, you're in the third dimension, the first place where you're uh, actually self-aware, and, uh, you know, I think, therefore, I am. But then you start the ascension away from the physical plane into the astral. And But in every dimension, there's seven archetypes always. And so when you move to the seventh density in the third dimension, then you're going to move into the fourth dimension. And you start at the first density of the fourth dimension. And you'll move all the way up through the same archetypes again as you move into the fifth. You'll do the same thing it's always from the bottom up from the bottom up so it's a cyclical nature of the spiral to where each time you go up and then you're at the you so you're literally it's the three six and nine so you're literally in the, in the nine how does that apply the 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 seven and the last two are the infinite numbers that's why eight is infinity and nine is the controlling factor uh, in that equation okay so the first seven are inherent archetypes, and that's why if you look at the mathematical equation that is the, the, um, the uh, uh, calculation of Pythagoras, the theorem, uh, everything is uh, one through, and then it, it skips over three, six, and nine, and so it's the other outlying numbers that add up to seven. Then the controlling factors of one energy, and this is what Ra is referring to here, electrical and astral, being three and six, and then the the hex boson or the god energy of creation, the logos, is the nine. So you have seven archetypes. In that seven archetypes, you have to have a controlling factor, which is nothingness and all, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the nine and the zero, okay? So literally, or the other way around, zero and nine for beginning and end. So literally, it's everything and nothing, and this is what he's referring to here with the potentiation of, uh, of uh, infinite potentiation in the physical and then uh, density in the in the spiritual, and that to figure out the physical, you have to reference the the atom and the infinite energy of causality or potentiation of the atom. And this is what he literally was just saying, uh, and, and we'll get back to that again. And uh, that is to figure out this place, but also he's saying that, prefacing that with then. If you're going to try and go into the astral you have to you have to remember those things but you have to move into more of the equals MC squared ideology uh, because that is literally uh, a different ideology than it than the physical and that's why it's so hard to understand They call that the quantum weirdness when you when you get into the quantum field, Uh, of the subatomic particles where you can't see anything and it becomes more in this place uh, theory because it's harder to apply that uh, because you have to have the mindset of astral and, um, you know, uh, uh, spiritual. Okay, let's continue.
1: Therefore, the metaphysical electrical nature of the individual grows greater and greater in spiritual mass. For an analog, one may observe the work of the one known as Albert, who posits the growing to infinity of mass as this mass approaches the speed of light. Thus, the seventh density being the completed being, the creator who knows itself.
0: Okay. Right, Rick. See, Rick. You know, uh, Pythagorean theorem. Rick says in the in the uh, chat. I'll put it up on the screen for you, mathematicians. One, two, four, seven, eight added equals seven. Because when you add it all up and then you condense the numbers, like when you get 13, 1 and 3 is 4, right? So when you add those numbers together, they equal 7. And that's what I was talking about. You notice what's missing from that equation that Rick is showing you, 3, 6, and 9. That is exactly what I was talking about. Thank you, Rick, for showing that uh, for the people to see. Um, uh, so it, it equals – or does it – well, it equals 9, Well, it equals nine. uh, Well, when you add that, you're right. It does equal nine. I apologize. You're actually, I think you're actually right. I have to do the math. Peter would jump out and throw it and say what it does. But the truth is when you take three and six out of the equation, everything does equal nine. So it either, everything is either a multiple of three, a multiple of six, or a multiple of nine. Everything in the universe is. So literally it's one of those causalities. Mostly it's three and six, but three and six equals nine. Do you see? So if everything is a three and everything is a six, when you add the six plus three, that's six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. So in nine is a multiple of three. Right. Three times three equals equals what? Right. So or three plus three plus three. Right. Plus three. Six times is, is nine or seven times is nine. So literally that I know it's crazy for some of you to, to fathom. But, the, but this, to a mathematician, makes a weird cyclical nature of sense, which is that spiral, which is the Fibonacci sequence. And um, without a controlling factor of the nine energy, the, the spiral just spirals out to infinity forever, never stops. Or it spirals all the way down into the fractals, and uh, it never stops. And then it goes inward, 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 forever. So without the controlling factor of the Logos, then there is none of this. The reason that all of this is here is because something takes those numbers and, and makes them stop at a point where they're twisting the opposite direction, which is the Visica Pisces, where the, the heart chakra does that. The two, When you look at the heart chakra, a th- third dimensional rendering of the heart chakra is, say, the triangle going down and the triangle going up together, the Star of David. The five pointed star, however you want to uh, show that in a one dimensional uh, thing, but in a three dimensional thing, what you have is the bottom triangle and the top triangle and they're overlapping each other and they're they're spinning in opposite directions. OK, they're spinning in opposite directions and it's one uh, one globe, but they're literally like this, the Visica Pisces uh, into each other, the yin and yang. All of those representations is the same mathematical equation, which is literally the, the torus, the circle with the hole in the center that all the energy is spiraling out of one side and looping over and spiraling back in the other side, and it makes this beautiful globe. That when you turn from top down and look at it uh, straight on, there's this this uh, zero point where the energy uh, matches. But all of that energy there switches, and it's going in opposite directions. So literally, that is the three, six, and nine, and that is the how this entire universe is is because of that controlling factor of the nine energy. That's why they call it the God energy, the God particle, the hex boson. Infinity is the eight because that's the infinity. That's the the symbol of the energy going around in the figure eight, never ending, closed circuit, uh, but, but never ending. And the nine is controlling that. And so it's nine minus one is the eight. That is literally how uh, how that works so eight plus one equals nine and the, the reason that it's in order that way is because of the order of the universe So the universe is this is why there is no fat flat earth The earth's not flat. Nothing is flat. Everything is a globe. Everything is a, a, a Visica Pisces uh, from a, a perspective of of two dimension or three dimension, but a fourth dimension and above it becomes the Fibonacci uh, spiral it becomes the the Taurus and that is, so literally everything, including you and your aura, is a, is a Taurus, okay? And the zero point is your heart chakra, it's your heart, okay? And that is the, the that's why the Vitruvian man, uh, that's why that representation, the star of David, that representation, the yin and yang, that representation, the, the pentacle, not the pentagram, but even the pentagram, it's just the upside down. Uh, it's still the heart chakra. It is still the zero point, that which is in the center of that circle, in the center of the star is the heart chakra. And that representation of that five-pointed star is the Visica Pisces. It is the triangle going down, the triangle going up, and they're passing each other. And there's that Visica Pisces point, that yin and yang point, And that is the controlling factor, the creation. And this is what Ra is actually talking about. One's the below physical, the one's the above uh, um, uh, um, astral. And so you have the positive uh, spin and the negative spin. And the and the other way around, actually, because the bottom is the masculine and the top is the feminine, the feminine is the positive spin. And the masculine is the negative spin, the negative spin, counterclockwise is the masculine energy, war, hate, power, struggle, first three chakra dimension this place and then the spiritual or astral because is the feminine which is loving harmony uh, caring healing all of that knowledge wisdom uh, so that's the positive energy so the Kundalini energy going from the bottom up is the masculine energy. And the other part of that energy that is the spiral, that is the the, uh, knotwork that the Vikings and Celts talk about, the other part of that, the other equation there is the kunda buffer energy. And the kunda buffer energy, according to the people in the East, is the the feminine, the black and the white, yin and yang. One is masculine, one is feminine. One is positive and one is negative. Every culture on the planet has been telling us this. It's been incorporated in their spirituality throughout all of time. But they they, uh, try to obscure it. Secularists is what I'm referring to as they try to obscure that knowledge from you. Churches don't want to allow you to know about it and, and have ascension. It's always there is a God. There is only one God. And so and so is the prophet and will murder anyone who says anything different. So if those people over there say Mohammed, we got to get him and kill him. And they're over there saying, well, there's only one prophet in Mohammed or the only one God. Mohammed is prophet. So if those guys over there say it's Jesus. Let's get him. We got to kill him. And uh, then the Jews are like, kill them all because Jesus and Mohammed are made up and they're not real. And uh, there is only one prophet and it's not either one of them. Kill them. Well, why do you think that is? Because nobody, they don't want anybody to think about spirituality. So they do, they're on a crusade because they've been brainwashed to go and kill anybody who's on the ascension path. And to say that they're not true and our religion is the only proper way and all of those people around the earth that have any other ideas there. They have a lying, created, made up religion that doesn't mean anything because their religion as it stands is identical to the ones there. And that's why in the kingdom of heaven, I like that Ridley Scott showed that in there when he uh, they had that conversation when Balian first got uh, off the boat and they were eating lunch and the, he was saying, you're allowing the Saracens to pray. And he said, yeah. And then he said the words you know, to him, uh you know um uh, uh you know peace be upon you aula akba and and uh and uh um assalamu alaikum and alaikum salam assalamu alaikum uh means peace be upon you and he was a christian his brother was the priest that he killed that they don't tell you about unless you know the real story or you see the backstory. that priest that he killed to to leave with his father was his half brother in real in 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 the in real life Balian from back in the 1100s. And so he murdered his half brother who hated him and was evil, even though he was a priest. Uh, and then he had to leave because the, the people in France were going to put him in jail. So he left with his father to seek redemption in the Holy Land. And his father never made it to the Holy Land because people coming from the king to try and take Balian. And he took an arrow that he died from eventually because it ended up in one of his ribs and the marrow leaked out into his body and poisoned him. That's all history. But they talk about that where they, he was explaining uh, the knight who was already in Jerusalem was explaining that the Saracens pray, and, they're, and he translated the words. And they were all the same prayers that the Christians were praying. Yet they were at war with one another. Why? Over the idea of which one of those religions was proper, and they're both talking about the same ascension. However, all the religions have been corrupted, and now they're just telling you, wait here. Wait here. Your God will come get you. Just sit down and wait. Just do what you're supposed to do here and um, we'll tell you what to do. Go out there and pick the crops for us so I don't have to do anything so I can have a lot of money and have a robe that works a, that's worth a million dollars. So you guys go out there and make wine and do all that stuff and keep the church running because that's what you have to do. You have to be married to the church and sacrifice your life for the church. And, you know, the zealots say go and kill those people and blow yourself up so you get all kinds of virgins when you go to heaven. And all of that has nothing to do with the ascension. It all has to do with physical power, control, money, greed, fame fortune all the things that are evil inherently and that are third dimension okay so the expansion of your consciousness uh into the realization of the visica pisces of the the uh taurus of the yin and the yang of the uh seven archetypes the uh your chakras uh, and, and what that and how that rules the physical in your ascension, and then realizing that the gateway to infinity is the seventh dimension, the seventh density, that's the end of the first octave, which is the lower planes. So for us, the the lower planes are the first three chakras, and you get to the heart chakra, and then the upper that's the representation of the of the spiritual of the upper three chakras, and then and applied. Let's overlay that ideology from within to without, and now we have first dimension through seventh dimension, first density through seventh density. Okay, and when you get to the seventh uh, density, then past that is the eighth and up and they don't communicate with anybody down here because to them This down here is like being in the bottom three chakras in this physical place. When you move into the spiritual, you don't have much to do with the first three chakras except for to align them and to utilize the the wisdom that you're gaining from them to continue your ascension. But you don't diminish yourself down to those three chakras anymore because you know that to do that, you have to sacrifice all the knowledge and wisdom and uh, and, uh, duration of your ascension. To do so. That's why a lot of that's why evil people don't want to become wanderers because for us to come back down here, we have to forget that we were all the way up there. And now we have to come down and be subjected to living in this human body and to do all of this over and hope we remember that we're up there and we came from there. That's the sacrifice. That's the Jesus coming down uh, in, in, uh, in sacrificing his life to for the ascension. That is the physical representation of that act, which everyone does. You, me, everyone on the planet will do it if you haven't done it already. If you're not a wanderer right now, there's a good possibility that you might become a wanderer, that you will become a wanderer later and do this exact same thing from a higher plane and on another planet. Not everybody is cut out for it, so it's not 100%, but it is a good uh, population of people that will descend and come back down here more than once to do this. And some of us do this as a sacrifice over and over because we're good at it and we do this, okay, to do exactly what I'm doing and to bring you guys that message. So let me see what you guys are talking about. See if there's anything that I need to be answering in the chat because half the time I forget to look down at it uh, and then you guys are asking questions and, and it seems like I'm oblivious and I hate people that do that in a show and ignore the, the uh, oh, I didn't hide that comment. Rick's comment's still up, isn't it? Let me go back up here. Sorry about that. Rick, it's still up on the screen. Okay, so let me uh, play. let this play a little bit while I read the comments here,
1: okay? Accumulates mass and compacts into the one creator once again. 39.5 questioner. Then in the equation that I have here on this page, would M refer to spiritual mass? I am assuming. Is this correct? M equals M C superscript two slash square root one V superscript two slash C superscript two. Raw, I am raw. This is correct.
0: Okay, I paused it there. I'm going to play that again, so he does explain it. I, I'm not going to explain that. I just explained it. Let me let me explain that way. Instead of telling you what each one of these things mean of what he's saying here, everything that I just said to you, prefacing this for the last 30 minutes that I've been speaking about this before we got to this, because I wasn't sure if he was going to say the equation. The equation that you're going to hear, either you're a mathematician and you actually listen to those words and you know exactly what that means and you can write it down right, (laughs) and you can see it, Uh, or it's not going to mean anything to you at all uh, and it's going to sound crazy. Um, but everything that I just explained to you is what you're about to hear in the language of of applied mathematics, okay? So let's play that again. I wasn't sure if he was even going to say it. Let's play it again.
1: The speed of light, thus the seventh greater spiritual mass. The mass increases, shall we say, significantly but not greatly until the gateway density. In this density, the summing up, the looking backwards in short, all the useful functions of polarity have –
0: Let me stop there. Great question, okay? Okay. So I'm not sure how to say your name, uh, Sharonda? Sharonda. Okay. The question that Sharonda just asked, which is a great question before we get into that crazy math again, what is a wanderer? Okay. A wanderer is uh, is a, a person who is a soul. Okay. That's what you are inside this, or actually outside, but you think you're inside this avatar. You as an individual are an immortal soul. You don't have a soul. You are okay you are not this pain body you are not this flesh you are not this thinking mind you are not the ego that is here okay you are the observer the experiencer having this experience that which is having this experience is an immortal soul okay as you ascend to the knowledge as you raise your vibration and your wisdom and your knowledge to the infinite universe and that there is more than the physical flesh you start transitioning into a spirit into energy and your physical body starts to wane in this place it will not it'll always look like this but when you move uh, after you start to ascend from here you move into the fourth dimension and the physical body of the beings in the fourth dimension are less dense than this body, and as you move from the 4th to the 5th to the 6th to the 7th, the physical body starts to, to go away and gets less and less. You can see through it, and then eventually you have no legs, and eventually you don't need arms, and eventually you don't need any of that body, and you're just a glowing ball of light, energy, okay? When you move to the higher planes of existence, away from the third dimension, there are some people who from that higher plane of existence, the fourth or the fifth, uh, generally after that, people don't normally come back. They will then choose to descend back and to enter into a physical body and be born on the planet, as a, uh, on this planet, as a human being again. But to do so you get mind wiped because that's the way it works here. You don't know how the universe works and you're supposed to rediscover that or discover it for the first time. A wanderer is someone who volunteers from a higher plane of existence, the fourth dimension or the fifth dimension, to come back down to the third dimension to assist all of a population of a planet to help them raise their vibration to ascend. Because in the fourth dimension and in the fifth dimension, if you are in service to others, that's the ultimate sacrifice is possibly being stuck with everyone else by diminishing, coming down, being born as a human and not remembering that you're here to help, not knowing anything at all. And you're just here like you're here for the first time, again, like everybody else, in the hopes that at some point, you wake up in your consciousness to the point where you say, "Wow, I remember now that I actually came back to help. And we leave signs here, Jesus, the Jesus character, and all the other characters in the in the world, and I'm only calling them characters just as a generic of those particular people showed in the physical plane, an example of someone who was doing just that from a higher plane. That doesn't mean that people who are wanderers are the savior or are Jesus. It's just that Jesus is showing this is through me. The way to heaven is through me showing that, that it is possible to be from a higher plane and come back down to the physical plane. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're some savior character. That's going to be the savior of the entire race. Jesus was here to do that, and a few other people. Muhammad was one, and Lao Tzu was one, the Buddha was another. There's a few people who came down here to make a really big difference to the world. And then there's millions, if not billions, of people who came back to assist. They don't have delusions of grandeur, thinking that they're the sometimes they get caught in the in the ego and they go, I am the chosen one, I am God. And I and they're supposed to ascend past that. So a wanderer is a person or a spiritual being, which is what you are and what we all are, outside of this physical place, who already went through this process and is now almost fully energy and has literally ended the life cycle that they were in there unless they were transitioning into energy. But they decided to literally go back and find a planet that needs help, and then they come down And they're born into a human body, and they're human just like everybody else, and they don't remember that who they are, what they are, where they came from, and hoping that they wake up enough to do something positive to help the rest of the world, to help the all, to help the 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 you know because you're in service to the all, you're in service to others, Um, so that you literally give up your own ascension to come down here to live in a body and hope that you had make it a, 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 in some way um, help people to ascend. And you sign on for a certain length of time to do so. And when that's over, then you literally are asked if you want to return or if you want to go back to your ascension to where you're uh, at. And people who come down to do that, they're called wanderers. And um, then there's people that are called walk-ins. And walk-ins are people who also come back, but they come back, and that's probably confusing. Um, yeah, wanderer is what I'm, what I'm saying, Rick. Um, so literally... Um, walk-ins are people who come in to do the same thing, but there's already somebody that's in the body, and they don't want to be here anymore, and they're, they're not going to kill themselves, but they can't do what they were supposed to do, and uh, a walk-in will uh, will go, you have to have permission to do any of this, by the way, you, there is no thing such thing as possession um, by some demon unless you ask an evil spirit to take over your body, usually it's your ego anyway, I don't want to get involved in that, that's a longer conversation. Okay, so uh, uh, either way, if you're a walk-in or if you're a wanderer, you're from a higher plane of existence um, that is more spiritual than this physical place, and um, you want to come and help. To do so, you have to go to the Galactic Council and ask permission to come down here, and then uh, if, if they approve you're coming down here, then you literally start the process and go to the place of reflecting and you have guides assigned to you and your higher self and you design a life just like you do for this life now, whether you're aware of that or not, whether your ascension has uh, opened up and expanded your consciousness enough to realize that. So, so this isn't happening to you, which everyone says, why would God do this to me? God's not, you are. Everything that's happening in your life with the exception of the chaos that's here, but all the things that are designed in your life, what race you are, where you're living, whether you're a man or a woman, uh, what, what uh, continent you're living on, you designed all of that. Who your parents are, who your family members are, all, most of the things that generally are going to happen to you in your lifetime, you have decided. And you're not consciously aware of that when you're here. A wanderer is a soul that has already gone through all of this, that is coming back here because they're in service to others. 99.999% of all wanderers, rare, rare, rare in the universe, does an evil spirit, a spirit that is in service to self, come back down to the lower plane because they lose every bit of, of, of ascension that they made. So all power, all, all um, um, money, all power, all fame, all power, all, all energy that they, that they gained on the evil side is all diminished to nothing zero clean slate down here not knowing anything so they don't want to come back because they're in service to self they don't love anybody they don't want to help anybody but themselves so they never want to come back so a wanderer is always 100 percent a good soul who is trying to assist the planet who is coming down many um were able to ascend here for the first time have decided to come back as a wanderer, but you don't get to know it. When you're born, you mind wiped and you don't know that's the laws of the universe. I hope you're still here and I hope that helped. If you have any more questions, just throw them in the chat. I'll answer them as we go, right? So yeah, Peter, I'm a wanderer, right? Um, Yeah, I know for a fact that Cassie is. I know for a fact that Peter is. A few more of you in the audience are. You're just not aware of it yet, Um, um, but but you are. Um, Generally, and, and because I am a beacon, Generally, if you tune in uh, to my show and you stay tuned in for more than a minute or two, um, you're an ascending soul that is literally drawn to my words, my voice, and what I'm talking about. And if you stay and start listening for any length of time and don't think I'm crazy, there's a very good possibility you either already have ascended, you're about to wake up and ascend, or you are, in fact, a wanderer in the reason that you're staying and that you feel drawn to me or anyone else like me when you hear us talking. It's because you subconsciously or super consciously, you know the truth of the words that we're that we're saying to. So if this is all brand new to you, you might think I'm crazy and you might already be gone out of the audience because you might think I'm a nutball, right? <laughs> so, wow, thank you. I'm glad that you're still here. So um, that is... What the what Raw was talking about in the law of one was explaining that some of the, the way that the universe works and this is what we're talking about here and this is going to get a little crazy for you if this is the first time you've been here because what we're about if you think what I just said is crazy. What you're about to hear him talking about with a mathematical equation is uh, the process that I'm explaining to you currently and what I've said prior to this in the last hour and 17 minutes. Explaining exactly where we are. Right. Yeah. Right. Cassie said exactly. We're all nutty here. Um, Right. So this is this information that I'm telling you. Right. Sharonda. Am I saying that right? Sharonda. What I'm telling you, this information is the information that evil people on this earth, secularists, secularists, do not want you to know about. This information is the information Jesus was trying to deliver 2,000 years ago. The information that uh, 400 years later, Muhammad was trying to deliver. That The information that the Buddha and uh, Lao Tzu from uh, 634 to 637 BCE, which means before a common era. So that's 634 years before Jesus was born. They were telling the same ascension. That's now called Taoism uh, and uh, Buddhism those specific um, uh, structures are exactly the same ascension that that Jesus was talking about that Muhammad was talking about and uh, literally the same that the Vikings were talking about and the Celts were talking about all and the Egyptians the hermetic text is telling you the same story the 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 Greeks were telling the same story the all of the religions that are out there from the entire planet know that I am uh, I am a minister in four different religions on this earth I have I have documentation uh, from four different religions. I am a theologian. I have studied religions my entire life. I've studied all the scrolls and read all of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Lord, I've read so many scrolls. And if I find a new one, I read it. I haven't finished the book of Kells because that is an insane book that takes a lot longer to read because it is so much information in it. Um, and then I go back and reread them. Literally, the every single religion on this earth is telling the same story and they've all been controlled and corrupted and they do not and this is the message that i was telling you just before i stopped and, and went back to listen to the mathematics all of the evil people got a hold of all the churches and did not allow them to talk about ascension anymore it's still in their bibles you can find it in there and that's where like in the in western judeo-christian bible it'll say Let him who hath understanding, right? Let him who hath the understanding reckon the number of the beast. That's a highlight to tell you this is a spiritual uh, knowledge that I'm teaching you. It's not what you see physically, but there is a spiritual uh, message that is uh, after this or before this. The revelation of Jesus Christ starts and ends with let him who hath the understanding, let him who has the ears to hear, let him who has the eyes to see. Those are in all uh, uh, highlights like that are in all doctrines around the world. And when you identify those highlights, they are all the same. And they're all talking about a spiritual ascension away from this physical plane, this physical body. Okay, and literally all of that information was tried to be had been literally tried to be removed from all of the canons. Uh, around the world, you can look that up. The Council, First and Second Council of Nicaea, uh, with the Western Judeo-Christian, the what we call the Old Testament in the Christian religion, is the 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 doctrine the Torah from the from the Hebrews, and they hate it because it's completely different than their uh, than their uh, Torah, but it's similar. Uh, in many respects, but it's not identical. And so they get annoyed because it has been edited uh, in, in the Bible. It says, don't edit this Bible. And I talked about that on the past um, uh, sessions and classes. So let's get back into, uh, Raw is explaining now to Don, the questioner, he's asking Raw. he's asking him about um, mathematics. And uh, Raw is trying to explain the differences between the energy of the physical and the energy of the astral and Ra is asking about basically the mathematical equation drawn out. That is uh, the Fibonacci sequence or E equals MC squared. E equals MC squared is the physical mathematic representation of space flight trying to get and break loose from the atmosphere. But to do that, you have to understand how the atom works and splitting the atom. And so if you're not a mathematician, everything that I've said is trying to explain it to you without the math. And right now Ra is going to talk about the actual math and give you a mathematical equation equation that if you don't understand math is going to just sound nuts to you so let's continue
1: been used, therefore the metaphysical electrical nature of the individual grows greater and greater in spiritual mass for an analog one may observe the work of the one known as albert who posits the growing to infinity of mass as this mass approaches the speed of light thus the seventh density being the completed being the creator who knows itself accumulates mass and compacts into the one creator once again questioner then in the equation that i have here on this page would m refer to spiritual mass i am assuming is this correct m equals mc superscript 2 slash square root 1 v superscript 2 slash c superscript 2. raw i am raw this is correct
0: (laughs) and usually peter Coyle, who's in the crowd I don't know if he's here right the second he was here a few minutes ago and made a comment. Usually he's trying to show you that representation using numbers. And it's usually mostly uh, a three, six, nine. He used to use binary code one zeros and zeros and ones uh, for a few years. And then he went to using the triangles and the squares and the circles with numeration. There he goes. (laughs) There he goes. I'll put it up on the screen. So he's showing you. Uh, as simple as he can, a mathematical equation uh, that has to do with angles. That's why the triangles and stuff. And he threw one up there and including the square root uh, that you symbol that you can see there. Uh, it literally. Uh, yeah. Right. So he was already starting to type it while I was starting to say it. it's the only way, because there's such a lag. He already had to have been typing that in before I said it, he was already starting to do it because of the mathematical equation. So Peter's usually putting that stuff up. And if you know math, then uh, it, it does make sense. And uh, my nephew will look at it and go, who is this guy? He's what, does he work for NASA? And I'm like, no, he doesn't work for NASA because NASA is evil. <laughs> and, but he usually posts, he puts a lot of that stuff in when I start talking about math, you'll see Peter do that in the chat. And I, and I don't usually say what it is because by talking about the equations, um, we trigger algorithms and we can get edited if not kicked off the air because we're telling you information in uh, what he just typed right there. Let me look at that again. What he just typed right there is similar to what you just heard. And I'll rewind that again. And I know it doesn't sound that when you look at what he just said right here, but he's giving you a different representation uh, of that. It's funny that he was typing that. So I'm going to go back and uh, this is a mathematical equation. And again, like I said, if you know math, you could write down as he's speaking, you can write down what that means. And uh, and you notice that he has M equals Right. So mass equals and then we move from there like through uh, uh, MC, uh, um, you know, uh, e equals MC squared is energy equals mass times acceleration squared. That's what it takes for a rocket to uh, to make it away from the pool of the gravitation of the Earth to actually go past the ionosphere into space. This mathematical equation uh, is similar to that, but it has to do with accelerating closer to the speed of light, but it's also transitioning. and this is what Ra's trying to explain. And, and then he says this is a mathematical equation of that is the transition from the physical to the astral and shifting in that energy from the electrical to the electric um, wave form, magnetic electromagnetic waveform from the electric. Electric is physical, and the magnetic is spiritual. When you mix the two together, you have that knot work, the kundalini energy, that is the electromagnetic waveform, and that is physical. That's the yin and the yang and the pisces. That is the, the physical plane and the uh, mas- the masculine and feminine plane, the physical and the astral, as it locks together. And I was explaining how that is your heart chakra, the, the heart chakra is a, a triangle facing down and a triangle facing up, like the, the five pointed star from the, the with inside the circle, or the, the star of David uh, is a representation of it. The Vitruvian man is another representation of it. All those mathematical equations uh, come to the uh, Merkaba which is the heart chakra in three dimensions. And the energy on the top uh, section that's pointing down triangle is spinning uh, uh, clockwise. And the energy of the triangle below is spinning counterclockwise. And they're spinning opposite each other because one energy is the three and one energy is the six. And the heart chakra itself, the Merkaba is the nine energy, which makes the the globe. And I know that may even sound crazy to you. Let's continue here.
1: Up here on this page. Would M refer to spiritual mass, I am assuming. Is this correct? M equals MC superscript 2 slash square root 1, V superscript 2 slash C superscript 2. Ra, I am Ra. This is correct. 39.6 Questioner, thank you. Can you tell me can you interpret a transmission from the 9, where they say, CH is a principle which is the revealing principle of knowledge and law. Can you tell me what that principle is? Raw, I am raw. The principle so veiled in that statement is but the simple principle of the constant or creator and the transient or the incarnate being and the yearning existing between the two.
0: Okay, I'm gonna pause there because I want to show what Peter put here up on the screen, right? The equation of the human race is nine divided by six, and that, that's that would be times nine or times eight triangle nine, <laughs> right? Sixty triangle. Zero five times two, the equation of one, the big bang. The big bang. Okay, and that's up on the screen. Literally, if you know math, he's he's giving you that. If you were to able to to uh literally do that mathematical equation or comprehend what he just said, that's literally a representation um of, of your of the big bang, of the creation that logos, right? Star of David. Right. And he puts one percent six. Right. Times 16 triangle. And then he put sites when you think about it, when the the credit card, like credit card is. And then you have to just look at that lifetime circles. So he's showing you that the the cyclical nature now of the uh, of the. of what Raw was just talking about—the cyclical nature, the, the Fibonacci spiral, which is the—and is what Peter's talking about, which is the uh, Taurus. That's the circle, the globe, a sphere that has the the hole in the center that comes to a zero point. It's exactly what I was explaining about the energies that go to the zero point. That is the Merkaba. That is the creation energy. That is the literally the heart chakra, the green ray chakra, which is the central focal point. Of the human body, you have three lower chakras, you have the heart chakra, which is the which is the fourth chakra, and then there's the number four again. And then you have that's three plus one. So three plus the creation uh, is equals the four. So then you go up from there and you go five, six, seven, right? Uh, And that would be the three, six and nine energy with the the nine energy actually being at the zero point zero and and nine, all and nothing alpha and omega beginning and the end. That is the heart chakra, that is the creation, that is the logos, that is who you are, and uh, that is who Jesus was. So then you have uh, in the Christianity, you have in the old Latin inomini patri, right? Spiritual um, sancti. You know, uh patri, fili, sancti, father, son, and holy spirit combination, the triad, again the three, three, six, and nine, uh, which creates the one. Okay. do you see? So uh, that's been told in all of the religions in different ways. But the mathematical equation always is the same uh, from all of these religions throughout all of time, including the Hermetic texts. Uh, If you read the Corpus Hermeticus, Hermeticum, Corpus Hermeticum, that is the, the... uh, translation from the Greeks, which has been translated into English, not the Hermetica, because if you go on Google, they'll tell you the Hermetica has been translated. But if you look for the Corpus Hermeticum, that is not. And the Greeks say we got these scrolls from the Egyptians. Then when you go back to the Egyptians and ask them about the about Hermes. Trismegistus, three times great there's that number three again the triad the the father Son Holy Spirit they'll tell you they didn't invent that they'll tell you they got that from a culture that has been gone for thousands of years and i talked about that on a past uh, class where we believe now that that's that came from the culture that died out on this planet 75,000 years ago so they so their their spiritual practice is still here on the earth and when you when you look at that, And those people built Stonehenge and they built the pyramids, at least the Giza Pyramid and the Sphinx, uh, and possibly older than that. When you look at that ideology, you see that here in the Americas, in South America, there are groups who believed what I'm telling you now, that this place is the dream and that you're supposed to ascend to the uh, spiritual and entire races, millions and millions of people. In South America, Central and South America, believed that as a culture, this is already found by science now and anthropologists, that those people were teaching what I'm teaching you now thousands of years ago, and that culture disappeared off the face of the earth and no one knows what happened to them. They didn't find that they migrated to other places because populations didn't explode. They didn't find mass graves. Of people, So some people want to say, well, aliens came and abducted them all because they would rather believe that in some physical way, some beings from another planet showed up and scooped up millions of earthlings to eat them or make them their slaves or breed with them and do something with them in outer space than to actually think that it's very possible that they were on to something that was ascension spirituality and that they all actually ascended and just Had that what we say is going to happen in Christianity that the Christians talk about where there's going to be this rapture where they're literally telling you that people are just going to disappear off the earth and be taken up into heaven and not by aliens, but by God. And that there's literally going to be an entire population of the earth that's just going to go boom and not be in front of you. You're going to be talking to somebody and they're just going to be not there. And you're going to be one of the left behind. So in in modern Christianity, where there's almost 3 billion humans, they believe uh, of that type of ascension is what Jesus was promising and what's going to happen on this earth. Yet when you say there's this group of people in South America that believed that same thing and that actually happened, they go, craziness, demons, devils, no. Why is it that? that people couldn't do that thousands of years ago, but you think you're all going to do that now. Shut up, because they're evil, because the ascension is only once and it's now. Really? Because in your dusty old tone, it says, I will come as a thief in the night, that no one knows when the ascension is going to be right. So it didn't happen then. Why wouldn't it happen then and happen now with different people? Because the character that is Jesus, the Savior character, has been on this planet 12 times. By 12 different names, but telling the exact same message and in fact doing the exact same things, turning water into wine, walking on water, uh, 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 healing the sick, letting the the blind see, uh, uh, healing the lame and bringing back people from the dead. Everything that Jesus did was done 11 times prior to Jesus. In 11 different cultures around the world, spanning back more than 78,000 years, we know this to be true because it's written in history. So that's why people like the Hebrews claim that Jesus was made up because the story was already there. So they just made that up. Well, weird because the story of your entire creation was already there, too. Never mind that now. Never mind that now. We Hebrews got the right way and we're the chosen race. Yeah, every race has said that about themselves up to and including the Mormons uh, currently on this earth. So every religion can't be right because then, when you know, Rick asked me, what's about this 144,000 thing he asked about yesterday, right? What's this 144,000, right? Because if you listen to the Hebrews, only 144,000 people get to go to heaven. Well, if you're living in a time when the Hebrew race is only about 200 to 300,000 people because the Romans have conquered you and pretty much made you their slaves, so we're talking more than uh, 2,000 years ago, then 144,000 seems like a lot of people, okay? But if you if you then extrapolate that out, by the time Jesus was came and was sacrificed, there was more than eight million Jews. 144,000 is not very many people, and everyone else is the left behind. We currently have almost eight billion humans. So are we supposed to believe that only out of eight billion, only 144,000? I have more people in the city I live in, right now, currently. So that would mean that the rest of us are living in hell, and if that's the case this is my point, And I said this to Rick, this is my point. If we believe that only 144,000 people are going to go, there's no reason for us to try and do anything because it's futile because the odds of you winning the lottery from whatever country you're in or the American lottery are actually greater than you becoming one of the 144,000 out of the five, out of the 7 billion, 8 billion on the planet. What is 144,000 uh, out of 8 billion? It's it's what is that? Two hundred and eighty-seven trillion to one, four four hundred and eight, three hundred and eighty trillion to one. That you're going to be one of the one hundred. Don't quote me on the math, but it's pretty close to that. I'm trying to do that off the top of my head. So, so the chances of you uh, being one of the one hundred and forty-four thousand you have a better chance of dying from a lightning bolt or winning the lottery. So why try? The poor purpose of that information. Being out there and telling you that is so that you don't try. If you believe the Jews, you have to be a Jew or you don't get to go to heaven. If you believe the, the Mormons, you have to be a Mormon or you don't get to go to heaven. If you believe the Christians, you have to have water thrown on your head and your hand waved over. And I have to say something in Latin, "In Sancti, which if you don't know Latin, you don't understand that means in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, then you don't get to go to heaven. So they have all of these laws and rules that rule you out and then they tell you nothing about ascension and they tell you wait here god's going to come back for you sometime you don't you're not going to know when so be good for goodness sake Whoa, santa's coming to town but wait here do nothing wait here and you'll be rewarded later all of that is misinformation and disinformation to keep you locked in to the uh to the yeah to, to Leo about the 144,000 right uh, others say the 144,000 are getting uh, picked up on in a mothership. You, you, you're, you're right there. Some people are saying that as well. Rick said that just now in the, in the thing. Some people say they're going to come. The the if you look at uh, on the uh, when let's go back to the 80s uh, it, here in the United States when uh, Halley's comet came by, there was a cult who believed there was a spaceship traveling in Halley's comet in the comet of Hale-Bopp, the, the, uh, the uh, uh, meteor. And in that ice trail was an alien spaceship flying in there. And they said, we all have to jettison out from our physical bodies so the spaceship can then beam us aboard and take us with them. So all these people in the United States got together, this cult of a couple hundred people, and they all drank poison and laid down wearing purple robes and killed themselves. Because they believed that they were going to leave their physical body and go to heaven. And only they were going to go to heaven. Go back to the 1960s. Koresh in the 1960s did the same thing. And he was in South America. And the American government was on to him, went down there to arrest him for kidnapping. He had hundreds of people drink a poison to go to heaven okay, with him and they all murdered themselves and committed suicide. So some people will say that, you know, literally about that 144,000 people are going to be picked up by a mothership uh, and they're going to go to heaven. All of that is a lie. All of that is fake. All of that is misinformation. All of that is dialed in uh, the same way that when you look up any religion on the face of the earth on Google, a secular run owned and operated progressive uh, 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 search engine, It will not tell you that any religion is real. It will say that every religion and every creation story is a myth. It is not real. And it is made up because they don't want you looking into it. They don't want you being spiritual. They need you desperately to stay here as a slave that they own because they believe they own the planet and they own you. And they don't want you checking out. They don't want you seeing them for who they are. They don't want you getting an upper hand. So they've taken the knowledge away from you. If you know anything about the Anunnaki, other than that word doesn't mean what you think it means, it's not a race of people. That's annoying that everyone says that consistently, even though it's a lie, it was made up. I mean, the word exists, but it's not Anunnaki, it's Anunnaki, two words. Uh, And it's not Anu the God uh, comes. Because Anu by itself is a God word, but it doesn't mean the God Anu, and why does Na, nothing. According to Zacharias Hitchin's translation, the word naw is just there, and it doesn't mean anything. Anu, the god, ki, comes. What's that other word that's in there? Never mind that now. Never mind that. So then Giorgio sukalos took that and slammed them all together and said Anunnaki, and said that means those from the heavens came. Now it became an entire species of aliens. Not Anu, the god, came, but those from the heavens came, and now they've added... Anunnaki as a race of beings on the god list of the Mesopotamian scroll. So Anunnaki is now an individual called Anunnaki. And that has morphed into people on the internet saying Marduk Anunnaki. That Anunnaki and Marduk are one people and Marduk's last name is Anunnaki. And that he's a god. Because Marduk was considered a god in the story. Because they're taking it literal, like all stories, instead of taking it in the spiritual, they're taking it all and applying it to Christianity, where in their minds, Jesus is God. Namini Patria Filii spiritu Sancti. That's how they justify Jesus being God. Jesus is the Word of God, therefore He is God. And so He is the Son of God and the Word of God. That means He is one with God. That means He's God. In the, in the spiritual sense of that, Equation that's 100% accurate in the physical uh, uh, sense of that equation, that's also 100% accurate. But that applies to you exactly the same way. That is the ascension they're not letting you see. They're going, Jesus, Muhammad, these people, and uh, uh, Marduk Anunnaki, Their God is there, and you're stuck here, and you're not anything but this lowly human. Wait here, God's bringing a bus and he's going to load up as many as that are good. You don't know when, you never get to know when, so just live your life as if God's coming every second. Those are good things to say, but they're not telling you what was said in all the scrolls as well. That was It's your job, and this is what Carl Jung said with the shadow work. Your job is to look within yourself and fix these things and realize your ascension and start ascending into the spiritual. That hand coming down in the Sistine Chapel with the hand reaching up, God's reaching down halfway waiting for you to reach up to him, to it, to them. Okay, Your job is to reach up and take a hold of that hand. So you're supposed to reach up. You're supposed to ascend that halfway from here back up to there. And where's that halfway point? Halfway point is, is right at the end of the, the sixth and a half Uh, dimension density going to the seventh at the end of the seventh that is the gateway to infinity that is the gateway to the next octave and that's eight through twelve okay so that is the halfway point once you reach that halfway point you merge back with your higher self which is anchored right now waiting for you halfway through the sixth density you merge back with that consciousness which is through the christ through the christos the ascension and then in a, not just because, uh, uh, you know, oh, there he goes with the spirituality again. With the, the Christos doesn't come from Christianity. Christianity is showing you the Christos. The Christos is more ancient than that. The Egyptians talked about it. The Greeks talked about it. And these people even in, in, uh, in the north, the Vikings, talked about it. Everyone in history and all these dusty old tomes talked about the same ascension, thousands of years, and in some cases hundreds of thousands of years, Before the Jesus character, that name came into existence, teaching the same message. The message is the same. The name has changed slightly throughout the place to represent the same thing. Okay, let's continue. Right, and I'll see if you guys are saying anything that I need to make a comment about. (laughs) Let's continue.
1: One for the other. In love and light amidst the distortions of free will acting upon the illusion. Oh,
0: Tina, welcome. I didn't see you there until I just put my glasses on. Anybody who shows up, if you don't say anything in the chat, I don't know you're here. I just see a number.
1: Bound entity. 39.7 questioner. Was the reason that the nine transmitted this principle?
0: Carolyn, welcome.
1: <laughs> Carolyn said hi. <laughs> in this form, though, was the reason for this the first distortion? Ra. I am raw. This is incorrect. questioner, can you tell me why they gave the principle in such a veiled form then? Ra, I am Ra. The scribe is most interested in puzzles and equations. 39.9 questioner, I see. The nine describe themselves as the nine principles of God.
0: Okay, you have to realize that what Ra's talking about there is the scribe uh, putting puzzles. You have to know. Even Jesus, let's go back to the Jesus character. If you're Christian, you'll get this. If you're not, I can use another reference if you need uh, from another religion. I do have many uh, 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 titles from many different religions. We use the Christianity because most people, you know, there's more people that call themselves Christian than any other religion on the earth right now. So if you look at the revelation of, of Christ, the revelation of Jesus, his last name wasn't Christ, by the way. Christ was a title. Just like Merlin in the Druid religion is not an, is not a person. It is a person, but it's not the name of one guy. It's a title. It's a priestly title. The title of Merlin, which I have, is a title that is no difference than father, padre. It's just a title. Rabbi. Rabbi means teacher. Merlin means teacher. Father means wise one, teacher, magi. Magic comes from the magi, which means wise one, illuminated. Illuminati means illuminated one, means knowledge bringer, knowledge giver. Um, literally the name of, of, the, of the devil, of Satan, means the same thing. It means, means enlightened one, the one who is the light bringer. Uh, and People are like, wait, what? The devil that means light bringer? Yeah, it, it, the devil is not everything. Up is down, down is up. I talked about that on uh, a session prior. Okay, so literally the, the, the scribes, including people who are giving messages, knew thousands of years ago that there were going to be people editing. In the Bible, in any religion, the Hebrew uh, text, the, the Christian text, the, the, the Muslim text, all three of those are based on, uh, on the Moses uh, scrolls and what was given to Moses, the, the Talmud that was given to Moses by God. Literally, it says in there, right, Daniel, David, or Daniel and Elijah and a couple others witnessing being in in, in the proximity of God and the events that were happening. Write this down. You will not understand this. This knowledge can only be unlocked and understood by a generation of people far in the future. So this information was written down that nobody could interpret. And it was done on purpose and told you that. And then you, what I referred to earlier, when let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast. Let him who has the ears to hear. Let him who has the eyes to see. These things were written in a way that to get past the king's evil people of the time and their knowledge so that the information wouldn't be edited out Because these people knew they're not stupid. Jesus and all these people throughout history were smart, just like we are. Everyone says, oh, they were just a bunch of barbarians running around in animal skins. They were just as intelligent as us. The only thing that's changed in the last, from the beginning of time until now, is that we have a, a smartphone. That's it. Our technology. Otherwise, the human race is exactly the same as it always has been. And we keep repeating the same cycle over and over again with the same strifes happening in different ways on this earth throughout history. And there's a cycle of beginning, a middle, and an end to every culture. And that culture goes through the same uh, uh, lessons that we're going through currently. And then they go and then they ascend and then that culture disappears and, and, uh, and literally everyone says, well, that must have been a rapture. And other people go, no, it was just a mass catastrophic uh, event that killed everybody off. And then it starts over again, and the whole culture uh, goes through from the beginning of being like a caveman uh, in little teeny tribes to a great culture, to a world culture, to learning the same things and ascension, and then it descends back. This is the cyclical nature of everything in history, but they don't even want you to know about that. Because if you learn that, then that gets you on to the same knowledge I just said to you. So if they don't let you know what happened in cultures past – because we were doomed to repeat history. So they don't want you to know history. Why? Because they want it to repeat. They don't want it to stop. They want it to stay exactly the way it is. And nobody ascends so it can stay like this forever. That's what they're trying to do. Because they are in the physical. They're secular. They don't believe in any spirituality. There is no God. There is no spirituality. There's only this place. And here they rule. Better to rule in hell than to serve in heaven. That is the motto of people who are evil. Okay, so let's continue. So literally that cyclical nature is is literally um, being withheld from you in any way that is there in history. It's been taken out of history and attempted to. So the people writing things thousands of years ago to make it to now. For you to read, it had to be hidden from their eyes then and continue to be hidden as long as they could. And the scrolls, like in the Dead Sea uh, Scrolls, when they took all those books out of the Bibles, the Essenes stole them away and hid them in what is now called the Dead Sea in, inside caves and some kids in 1948 throwing rocks while they were bored because dad made them take them and go out and guard the sheep. And they were out there playing around. They threw rocks and they hit pottery and went in and found these scrolls, didn't know what they were. Their father burned a few of them as firewood before he realized that, because they looked like wood, he burned them because they were uh, paper. And then he opened one up and realized there was words written on it and stopped burning them. And now they've become uh, the, the text that we call the Dead Sea Scrolls. In those scrolls was this, was information that is a similar to the information that we currently have, but is slightly different. And when you read that information, what was there, they didn't understand it then or they were trying to erase it. When you read the information that's there, which they discount and say that was fake and it was made up and that's why it was taken out of the Bible. But when you compare that to all of the texts that are still existing, you find that hidden in all the texts that are still existing is the same information that was there and it helps you to decode the information now by knowing that information that was hidden from you and taken and they murdered all of the Essenes to keep that knowledge and they didn't know where that knowledge was and that knowledge was hidden in a cave which was eventually found thousands of years later by people in the future and when you read those scrolls and then go back to the ones that we currently have you go wait a minute This is the same story, and this is that there's, and then all of a sudden the coding changes, and you start to decipher what was being said by, say, the revelation by simple things like the Exodus from from Egypt, the story of Moses and the Exodus. That is literally telling you how to align your chakras to ascend. There's a cyclical nature, and I just posted this in uh, uh, today, as a matter of fact, talking about the true uh, uh, spirituality. And uh, how people, when I tell them this, they go, that's nothing new. There is nothing new. The universe has been set down trillions, if not billions, and beyond that, Google, if you understand that number, Google number of years ago, and it's always been the same. The only thing that changes is perspective and experience. The laws of the universe are identical now as they were then as they were when the universe was created. So there is nothing new. What's new is whether the information itself is new to you or not. That is the only thing that's new. This is why I explained how people will say there is this, Christians will say there's going to be this rapture, and all of us are just going to disappear. The ones who are going to be worthy are going to just disappear. So I'm going to be driving a car. I'm going to disappear. My car is going to be going 75 miles an hour until it crashes into something and kills people. But they're the left behind, so they don't count anyway. And who cares? They must be evil. That's the mindset of people. Yet, when we say there's evidence of a culture who was teaching all of the spirituality that we're realizing that these people were killed for, saying in the past, and all of that information was trying to be destroyed by evil people, and some of it was hidden, and we've now found it, we found that the similar thing came from the South America And those people believe that and we're teaching that to the entire culture and all of them miraculously disappeared. I wonder if the story of the rapture is true and it can happen and that all these people that are good could just ascend. It they said no. Those people didn't do that aliens must have came and got them. That's when all of a sudden people that are indoctrinated into the religions will believe in aliens, but if you don't tell them the ascension part of that, then they'll go aliens are demons. And they don't, they don't believe in aliens, but then now they'll believe in a demon, an evil character from this place called hell. That this evil Satan guy has these evil people that, that are spirits that are trying to possess your soul. They'll believe that until you say these people might have ascended. Then they go, nope, must have been aliens because uh, otherwise there would be they must have died. Demons must have killed them. They must have killed themselves. No, there is no mass death there where you see bodies. There is no mass migration where you see bodies. None of that's been found. So the people that were there physically disappeared. One day they were there, and all of them were gone at the exact same time. Well, it wasn't the ascension, because that's not going to happen, because I wasn't a part of it. Because that's only promised to us now, see? So it must have been aliens. So so there's this weird thing where the, these people will deny things. There are no such thing as aliens. They're only demons. Until there might have been an ascension. 50,000 years ago, nope, aliens, same people will now say aliens because that's the only way they can explain it to then justify what their existence is now. Do you see? So everything is a matter of perspective. The universe is the way it is. The knowledge is the way it is. What you can know here in this place is finite. But you can start to fathom the idea of infinite that's what you're supposed to do here is expand to the possibility of infinite wisdom infinite love infinite uh of, of energy infinite spirit and that is to realize that is this beginning of your extension your ascension okay so that will be new to you and if i tell you what the scrolls mean you'll go it can't be that simple you couldn't have figured that out because I'm smarter than you. I'll trigger your ego. And who are you to think you can figure that out? So that's the mindset that they tell you. That's why they say Jesus couldn't have been real because we'd have known about it. And we have 5,000, 6,000 laws in the Hebrew uh, thing that says that that, we're, that no, that's real. Weird, because the laws that were given to Moses were only, what, 10. So how did they get 6,000 out of 10? I don't know. They made them up. There was no other person that says, oh, God gave us another thousand laws today. Let's write this down. Oh, I was talking to God and he gave us another thousand. We're up to 6,000 now. We've said, please stop, God. And he said, okay. There is no canon that tells you that. They just all of a sudden have a bunch of laws. Right? They made them up. Humans made up all these laws. Okay? And then that translates. And and they're and then they're like, nope, these are the laws of Moses. No, they're not. Moses had 10. He got 10 commandments from God. There was no other laws of Moses after that. Did Moses all of a sudden make up a bunch of laws after that? I don't remember that in any canon I've ever read where it says while they were wandering 40 uh, years in the desert, Moses was talking to God again, and he gave them more commandments, numbering six thousand and ten. and 10. Otherwise, they'd be talking about that. But all of a sudden, it went from 10 to 6,000. And if you spit on the ground, you go to hell. If you cut your hair, you go to hell. If you get a tattoo, you go to hell. If you jerk off, you go to hell. If you have sex out of wedlock, you go to hell. Right even back then in Jesus's time you know if if you touched a woman who was on her period oh you got to go strip your clothes off run over and go in the ocean and don't touch any woman or anybody until the sun goes down because as soon as the sun goes down now you're no longer unclean where, where does it say that right <laughs> right Hi, and I don't know if it's Agnetta or Engnetta I always say that wrong. I apologize for saying your name wrong. Polly, welcome. I didn't see you there until you said something. So literally, you have to realize, right? Yeah. And the seeds grow in the earth, which is dark and not evil. Correct. Good. Good observation, Polly. Right. So, at, well, and then if you look at the underworld, the reference in that particular wording in all of the ancient texts did not mean the evil place. The underworld actually meant the darkness within. It was the shadow work, and it didn't tra- doesn't translate because they don't tell you that. But the Carl Jung, the Swede who was talking about the internalizing of you looking within, he called that shadow work. That's the underworld. The underworld wasn't a cave that you climbed into, but it's a physical representation of that. Just like in the, the Jedi with Luke when Luke uh, says, you know, what's his place, and there was a hole in the ground, and he said, uh, "It's, you know, it's dark there, and uh, it's, it seems like it's uh, strong with the, and Yoda said, strong with the dark side, is that and you must go. And he started strapping on his gun, his, his uh, blaster, and his, and his uh, lightsaber, and he said, your weapons, you will not need them. And he said, what's in there? He said, only what you take with you but he took his weapons anyway, and he was the one that drew his weapon first, not Vader, and he was the one who attacked uh, Vader first, not Vader attacking him. Vader was defending himself, and then when he chopped Vader's head off, the mask exploded off, and it was Luke. It was his dark side. They don't explain that to you in the movie. You you kind of get it, but they don't explain it to you. In the book, they explain it to you in more details. That's why most people who read the books first don't like Star Wars as much. Uh, I love Star Wars for the what it's still trying to do in the in the physical the first the uh, one through um, uh, one through seven stories four five six one through six right because New Hope was four so four five six and then one two three so the first six books was written by George Lucas all the other books after that were written by other people but the stories that he wrote were written and designed to show you the ascension. And, and it's there. You just have to see it. And you have to really get into the minds of like a philosophy uh, in philosophy 101, where they teach you. You have to see uh, the mindset of the day. Remember that Lucas wrote those and filmed them um, in the beginning was in the 1970s in the United States, the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, he wrote the books in the 60s and then wrote and then did the movies starting in 1977. 77, 80, and 83. And then uh, the other first books came out later as episode one, two, three, or one, two, three, four, one, two, three, because four was the new hope. That was Star Wars, the first movie. So you have to remember that Lucas wrote those in the 1970s in the United States. You have to actually understand what it was that he was trying to say. And it is, if you know anything about Bushido and the samurai and the Eastern philosophical Taoism, uh, Buddhism, combine all of those together, and that is. The same message that's being taught to you as the as the uh, I was going to say the samurai, but as the Jedi and a Jedi um, a Jedi master or a Jedi priest, literally a Jedi is a priest. It's a title, and that's all that is. I am a Jedi master. I am listed in the in the Jedi temple in in New Zealand. Not a joke. You can look that up. Okay, so literally I have a Jedi title. That's why I go by uh, Kelto. That's my Jedi name, Kelto Crow Eagle, and the Crow Eagle is my uh, Druid name for my uh, my Merlin title. So Kelto Crow Eagle is two titles that mean, uh, one means Jedi Master, the other means, uh, means Merlin, and both of those are a minister, and I'm also a Christian minister. But my Christian name is Leonard Edward Leo O'Neill. <laughs> that's Sir Knight Leonard Edward Leo O'Neill. Uh, that's my Christian title as a minister, right? Okay. So it depends on the, and then I have others, <laughs> All right? Let's continue here with Ra.
1: Can you tell me what they mean by that? Ra, I am Ra. This is also a veiled statement. The attempt is made to indicate that the nine who sit upon the council are those representing the creator, the one creator, just as there may be nine witnesses in a courtroom testifying for one defendant. The term principle has this meaning also the desire of the scribe may be seen in much of this material to have affected the manner of its presentation just as the abilities and preferences of this group determine the nature of this contact.
0: Right so let me pause there because I I like what Rick is saying yeah he says that you have to cultivate your dark side and balance it with and then he says was uh, thinking this uh, just before I uh, I, uh, believe I have he was thinking that just not too long ago right and then Cassie said yeah Uh, How can you know the light if you don't never experience the dark, right? That's the truth. You can't truly know life without experiencing death. You can't truly know death without experiencing light. You can't truly know what it means to be holy unless you have been or experienced unholiness. So you can't know the light without knowing the darkness. That's what this place is designed to do. That's the yin and the yang. That is literally what that is. That's the Visica Pisces. That's literally showing you that for you to understand this is what it means to be alive. You are an immortal soul. You are, in fact, all of us are, in fact, everything, including this reality that you think is here. All of this illusion is is happening in the mind of the creator. We are the creator. We are imagining what it would be like to be mortal because we're not. So we're here. And we are trying to have this experience of being mortal. So to be mortal, we had to figure out what that meant. So then we created a scenario, and that is this place. That is the first dimension, through back all the way through all the 12 dimensions, to back to the creator and everything that is going on in here. So the only way you can understand what life is is to know what, what, what life is not. So to truly have the experience of being alive, you have to have death chasing you. You have to know that I'm going to die and I don't know how and I could die at any second from any number of billions of possibilities, including the boogeyman, evil people who are trying to kill me, rape me, pillage me, kill me, poison me, whatever. That has to happen so that you can truly have the fear and the fear only comes in with chaos. That's the ego. And the fear and all that. This is the law of one. You have to know those things. You have to live those things and experience those things. But the problem was, at first, you weren't veiled. You remembered who you were, and we're lazy. God said, I'm lazy. I know I'm God. No matter how many times I shift myself into a trillion different uh, individuals, I'm all of us. are sitting around going, Yeah, man, we're cool. We're God, dude, we'll get there whenever. So God said, I can't, I have to change something to speed up this process. Uh, and also make it organic. So the veiling happened. You don't know your God anymore. And you're just, oh, I think, therefore I am. I am something. And then you, when you die from whatever that is, bird, cat, tree, dog, then you become a human. And then you're born and you don't know that you're thinking anymore until you're learning that you have a thought. And then you try to learn what that means. And you're, That's the beginning of your ascension. Your first self-aware for the very first time. And then you're supposed to, at that point, decide either I'm going to be good or evil. I'm going to harm people, love myself, or I'm going to love people. And there you have to have a balance. So the truth is everyone thinks there's a war going on and we have to defeat evil. That can never happen. Ever. This place is designed to never change. Ebb and flow, pendulum swinging, but the scenario stays the same. So that's why when people say there's going to be this rapture and a whole bunch of people are going to leave, that is a possibility because we've come up with it. But the but the possibility of that happening and this ceasing to exist is absolutely zero. It will it could happen. But this place winking out of existence will only happen. This scenario happens on any planet that is like this. There is a third dimension on trillions of planets across the the universe the multiverse okay say that 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 happens here on earth if this is the last time that this planet going through its evolution will support third dimensional life when this scenario ends everyone will leave here and go that are not ready to ascend will go to another planet that accepts third dimensional life they'll be mind wiped again and born into a body whatever that species is on that planet and not remember this one. And then is it possible that the scenario on earth as we know it will end? Yes. But that doesn't mean that people are not going to be still in third dimension on a different planet. Okay. That is an expansion of consciousness that might be too much for people to, to get and, uh and might get, you know, annoying or, or, or make you afraid. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, Socrates said that, right? Uh, or because you put you put Docrates, I think you're trying to say Socrates or Demodocus, but it was Socrates. I think, therefore, I am. Yeah, uh, that is the the um, first time you're self aware of, your, of your consciousness. I think, therefore, I am. That translates to being self aware for the first time, and that's literally what the concept was thousands of years ago, in that wording. And how we translate it to our words now, but the, but the gist of what that means is exactly that. So you've got the concept. So the, the the great Socrates thousands of years ago said that, and that meant, I am conscious. I am something. I think, therefore I am. I am an individual. I count. I matter. That is what that concept meant and still means to this day. But people they don't they don't make that comparison unless they know that right that's the same thing with the scrolls the dead sea scrolls uh and uh, the like the revelation of jesus or you know revelation of christ and all the doctrines the hermeticus all of that is teaching you how to ascend spiritually or not the choice is the yin and the yang the visica pisces right we Close that to where it's just circles so you don't see my finger sticking up. Choose light or darkness. If you choose the flesh, the pain body, and living here as a secular, I don't believe in any religion. It's all made up. This is only what there is. There is only one life. It's this one. Do what you can to conquer the world in this life because when you die, you're done. Right? As as what's-her-name says on TikTok, you're done. You're done. Right? Can't think of her name right in second. I follow her. So is my brother. we I love her to death. She's doing such great work to try and show people and talk about um, um, having uh, Tourette's, and um, she has horrible Tourette's. But she drinks all kinds of, uh, of stimulants. She's drinking coffee and and, uh, and caffeine like crazy. I asked her once does that does that make your tics worse? I know that it does because my son had had tics. that was the same. My runs in my family, and we have uh, we have problems with caffeine, right? I drink caffeine like it's like it's air. Um, I'm sure you can tell, but I talk like this, even if I don't have caffeine in me, this is the way my brain works. I talk fast, very fast, but I'm from the San Francisco Bay area. Anybody that knows anything about that if you're from the San Francisco Bay area, we talk fast. We talk like the Irish, like the gypsies, like, uh, like a Mickey O'Neill in snatch. You have to have subtitles just for the, for the Irish, just for us, the way we talk. But this is the way my family talks. We're like, we talk super fast. We're like human computers in the world of, of, um, of uh, Frank Herbert from Dune, which next month, the, the book two is coming out. The second movie with Jason Momoa is coming out in March. Yay! Uh, it, it that's I can't wait for that to come out. Uh, the Mentats in that you know, were supercomputers. They drank the juice of Safu, right? It is by will alone I set my mind in motion. It is by the juice of Safu. The thoughts require speed. The speed of, lips require stains. The stains become a warning. It is by will alone I set my mind in motion. That is what they would chant as they drank the juice of Safu, which sped up their mind to human computer uh speed. And um, I was even saying it slower than the mentats do uh in the in the book and in the in the thing. It is by will alone I set my mind. Wait, let me get my coffee. It is by will alone I set my mind in motion. It is by the juice of safu that thoughts require speed, this lips require staying stain become a warning. It is by will alone I set my mind in motion. It's literally what they say. And they drink a little shot about this big of the juice of Safu, and their lips get this. This um, uh, r- deep red burgundy, uh, almost like a burn um, uh, look to them, uh, and that's how you can tell that a mentat. They're super computers. Their mind moves as fast as a computer. My family moves that way. Normally, we're crazy, scary to people. It, <laughs> there's my sister right there. Just said hello, Deborah. That's my sister in real life. <laughs> and when her and I would talk, this is not a joke, guys. Uh, my sister can. She'll tell you. When uh, if, if she can hear her because she's in a in a, uh, a room right now where there's probably she's trying to keep the sound down. But her ex, uh, when we were younger, uh, he's he's still around, but he's her ex. Uh, and he, if we would talk so fast, she would, especially when her and I would start talking to one another. Our family does this, and we would talk so fast that uh, he couldn't understand what she was saying because he would t- she were talking too fast for his comprehension, and he would look at her and he would go. Because that's what he heard, and uh, that was immense. Slow down! You're spinning out of control, and I don't understand you. And he realized that my family is like that. We're like that. We talk like that. Like uh, our brother, he doesn't uh, do it as much, but his brain works that fast. But he talks slower on purpose uh, than than us. Uh, but the rest of my family, my my buddy Paul, who is deceased, his uh, the anniversary of his death is in two days. Um, he would, he laughed because he said, you guys get around each other and you're literally all talking at once. And you all are keeping like four conversations, separate conversations going at the same time. And every one of you knows what everybody is saying all at once. And you can actually enter into every conversation at the same time. And you guys all do it. I said, yeah. He says, how does anybody get in a word at edgewise? You just say it. While you're in the mid-sentence, you say something to this person and to that person at the same time, and everyone realizes that you're talking to two different people <laughs> because your mind works fast enough. That was meant for that guy, and this one was meant for me. And, and, and you just keep moving, and that's how we communicate. It's true. If you ever saw our family together, it's true. drives people crazy. Okay, so literally you have to realize that that expanding your consciousness, let me get back on point, Expanding your consciousness is what you're supposed to do, but you can't know that until you know the opposite. So the only way that you can do that is you have to go through the process of being good, being evil, witnessing good, witnessing evil, being uh, having evil do evil shit to you, having good people do evil shit to you, do good shit to you. So you have to have that balance to truly that and organically to learn from it. If you know that you're God before you're supposed to, then you, then you won't learn. So you can't know it until you can. And the only way you can know it is to get through the first three chakras, which is the, the physical plane here, those archetypes, the red ray, the yellow ray, and the orange ray. Those chakras are this place, the place of the beginning, which is the red ray chakra. The base red ray root chakra is, I think, and then it's then you move into the to the uh, yellow and the orange. The yellow ray is I do. This is what this third dimension is. So it goes red, orange, yellow. So the orange is is first is I think. Then and then it's the wisdom part I know, which comes later as well. And then I do, okay. And the I do is here. We are on the third planet, third chakra from the sun, which is a yellow ray sun, third chakra which is the place of doing. What do you do? I got things to do. I got to go. I got some things I got to do. I got a lot of stuff I got to do. What do you do for a living? This is what I do. We do things here, physical. Nothing gets done until we physically do it. Pick it up, put it on physical. That's the third chakra. When you move to the heart chakra, that's the central point of your system, of your spirits, where your spirit actually resides. You're not in the head. You actually are in the heart. You think you're in the head because you look out through these eyes. So you think that must be me. My thinking must be in this brain. The brain is there just to run this avatar body. You're not thinking from the brain. You're thinking from outside this physical plane altogether. That's what Ra's explaining earlier with the math of the physical plane, which is the dimension and the spiritual plane of existence, which is the density. As the physical body, which is the densest when you're in first dimension, second dimension, third dimension, it's the most physical. Because the first and second dimension exists only in the third dimension. But your consciousness can be a first dimensional, a second dimensional before you're a third dimensional because that's the way it works. First chakra, second chakra, third chakra. Fourth chakra is waking up to the possibility of, of ascension. Both that's the visica Pisces. That's the yin and yang. That's the central point, the two points that come together of the, the Taurus. That central point, the zero point, the nothingness that is all and nothing, alpha and omega of God, beginning and end, nine and zero, is the heart chakra. That's why the masculine the masculine triangles facing up, the feminine triangles facing down, and that becomes the star of David and all other stars on the uh, five pointed stars on the on the planet and all the religions representing the merkaba, which is your heart chakra. That is shared by both good and evil people. Good people in service to others will then ascend away from the three lower chakras into the, the spiritual chakras. and that's where you get love, wisdom, compassion, I say, I know, I am. Again, the same three lower chakras in the spiritual as you start to move up. People who are in service to self cannot access those chakras. They're there, and the archetypes still rule them in the physical plane, but they but they don't get the knowledge and wisdom of the Akashic Records or the Halls of mentee. Because they can't leave the heart chakra because they only love themselves. They're secularists. They only believe this place is real. Therefore, the other chakras to them are just there. They don't even believe that they should be balancing chakras. Because they're stuck in this place. In that's what they they call living in the flesh. In all of the dusty old tongues. Okay? So... I'm sorry, I'm just reading what what uh, what uh, Injeta said. Uh, Rick Leo talked about hearing several discussions at the same time. Yeah, and oh, Rick was like, what did I miss well, when I was gone? Yeah, I was talking about my family and, and talking and hearing and, and literally holding four different conversations at the exact same time with four different family members or all four people having four discussions at the exact same time or five people having four discussions at the exact same time with everyone. That we've, we do that in my family. So literally, as you move, if you're stuck in this place and you only believe in the in the flesh, you only believe in third dimensional reality and you're a secularist and you think that religion is all made up, it's invented, it's not real, and it's useless, then you reside in the bottom three chakras and you only start t- touching the, the green chakra. And that's the heart chakra because you love only yourself. You love other people but less than yourself. Okay, so you share the, the heart chakra, good and evil touch there. That is the visica Pisces. That is the yin and the yang. And they show it to you in a representation that's separated, but you see that there's a, a, a white in the dark and a dark in the white. That's actually over the top of each other like that as the Vysica And that is literally the, 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 the feminine V and the masculine uh, phallus Superimposed over each other and the center point is what we call the star of David or the star uh, that is the, the five pointed star of the pentacle, the pentagram, the pentacle uh, the Vitruvian man with a zero point. OK, so that information is the Makaba. The Makaba is you can look that up is the heart chakra. And it, the Makaba usually is a three dimensional representation. It shows you what the heart chakra looks like in 3D. That is and then the transition point is what you're supposed to choose here. You either choose to stay residing in the lower three chakras or you choose to ascend past that. Eventually, all people will ascend past that. It may take you many lifetimes or you may try to ascend because you can away from the third dimension on the evil side. The evil people are still there for another three dimensions. Halfway through the, the sixth dimension, which is the next anchor point for this, for the, your immortal soul, in this octave, which is 1 through 7, dimension and density, evil people are still there. But they're not on the planet together like this as much. That becomes less. It becomes separated by solar systems, then separated by galaxies, where you have a bunch of evil people and a bunch of good people as you ascend out of here. But they're still it's still there, but the dynamic changes and there's less. Like right here, right now, most people don't know this, but... The population of people on this earth that are evil, that are in service to self, is only 14%. They have just decided to own everything, and out of all that 14%, only 1% of them owns everything. But to have you believing with everything, they have you believing that there's more evil people than there are good and that everybody's inherently evil. They need you to believe that because the more you believe that about yourself, that you're horrible, that you're evil, that that you never do the right thing, the more you stay rooted in the lower three chakras. And the more they can take away any knowledge of the upper three chakras and that ascension from you, you don't know it's there. That's usurping your free will by proxy. Taking away the knowledge so that you can't find it. The problem with that is the universe is set up so where they can't. So they can only keep you from looking for it. And then try to, every time you look for it, make you look over here, look over here, see what's over here. Nothing to see here. That's why if you Google religions, what's the creation story of the Hebrew Bible? They'll say the Hebrew creation myth. If you look up, what is the creation of the Viking religion? The, Hebrew, the Viking creation myth, what is the Egyptian creation God story? The Egyptian creation myth will never say religion. They will never say it's real. They will always, 100% of the time, tell you that it's fake, that it's a myth. Why? Because they don't want you knowing about it and becoming spiritual. Can't have it. So that's why they've tried to control the churches as well and turn them into businesses. So the Roman Catholic Church is a Starbucks. And that's the way they act. They're trying to control the the population of churchgoers to go to their store only, not Dust Brothers. Okay, that's what they're doing so that but they can't eradicate the religions altogether because the message is still there. If you look for it, If you have the eyes to see or the mind to know or the ears to hear. Okay, it's still there for you to find. And most of the people who are trying to teach it as priests and ministers around the world are still trying to teach you the right way within the bounds of the curriculum that they have. Some of them are indoctrinated and don't know it. Most of the wiser ones, when you talk to them individually, will start giving you real information. And they try to keep you from telling on them because if they get caught talking about that from the higher-ups, they'll never get a promotion. So they they won't officially talk about that out loud because they're trying to give a message that has been corrupted from the top down, and they're still trying. That's why people who ascend to the position – or have to be corrupted. That's why the Pope uh, quit. And you have two Popes. Because one lost his faith. Why? Because he stopped believing in what's going on. All right, I need to go and close the windows uh, and turn on the lights in the other room because it's getting dark in here. And I need to do that or my mother will get up and start trying to do it. And she can't do that. So I'm going to turn on Ron, and let Ra talk. And I'll be back to see if you guys have any questions for me.
1: The difference lies in the fact that we are as we are. Thus, we may either speak as we will or not speak at all this demands a very tuned, shall we say, group. 39.10 Questioner, I sense that there is fruitful ground for investigation of our development in tracing the evolution of the bodily energy centers because these seven centers seem to be linked with all of the sevens that I spoke of previously and be central to our own development. Could you describe the process of evolution of these bodily energy centers starting with the most primitive form of life to have them? Ra, I am Ra. This material has been covered previously to some extent. Therefore, we shall not repeat information upon which rays dwell in first and second density and the wherefores of this, but rather attempt to enlarge upon this information. The basic pivotal points of each level of development, that is, each density beyond second, may be seen to be as follows. Firstly, the basic energy of so-called red ray.
0: Yeah, Pauli said, just like politics, Politics is the religion of evil. That is, it's not Satanism. There are only 2 million Satanists on the entire planet. Look that up. The religion of evil is politics. It is power, money, fame, control. Government, business, caste system, pyramids, caste system. 1% in charge of everything else. And they own it. They own the planet. They own you. You're their slave. That is the religion of evil. That's why when I talk about that, I have that real out. I said this in another episode and I put that on TikTok and in YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. Separation of church and state. They say we have to have a separation of church and state. We don't want the church telling the the governments what to do because government is the other religion. We can't have the good religion telling the bad religion what to do. So we want a separation. This religion, politics, should be left alone to be politics. It's because they're all greedy, evil, self-centered, and uh, in service to self. And that's why they can't have a businessman become the president of the United States. What does he know about politics? Business is politics. He wrote a book called The Art of the Deal, and everyone says he's stupid. The Art of the Deal is a business translation of, of The Art of War. Do you understand that? Okay. So if he understands The Art of War enough to write a book about business the same way, what makes you think when the is of the world are trying to act like corporations and they're running themselves as if they're a board of directors that are overseeing uh, companies as, as if, they're, if they own them? That's a businessman who is a, who literally has a board of directors who's running businesses. What's the difference? The difference is a politician is somebody who's out for themselves to gain money and they'll take bribes from people to do shit and play ball in service to self. It is a religion. They are priests of an evil religion and they only want other priests of an evil religion who are selling out And and literally get rich by gaming the system, by keeping status quo, so that everybody funnels all money up to the top, and it's them, and they have a station, and you're all below them. That is what's going on. Look at your government and be honest and objective about what your government officials, whatever form you have in whatever country, and you'll find that the dynamic is exactly the same in every country they just call it by a different name and they and then they give you two factions to fight or pick a side progressive conservative and they have names for each one that apply in your country alone or they just have a dictatorship which they call pharaoh king god right tsar whatever so it's either a monarchy They don't want you knowing this. They don't teach you government. They don't teach you civics. They don't teach you uh, uh, economics anymore. Not in this country. You have to learn that on your own when you go to college. You have to pick those classes and want to have them. They don't teach you that anymore. Why? Because that exposes them for what they're doing. So politics is the evil religion. It is what the Anunnaki, the knowledge the Anunnaki brought and set up on this planet, if you believe in the Anunnaki, or whatever you want to call the deep state, the Illuminati, the Bilderbergers, the... The Skull and Bones, whatever faction you know in your country, because you all have a label, that means the same thing. Those people behind the scenes who think they own the world and they're in control of everything. That is the religion. The religion is self-serving, evilness, controlling the masses and the population, and funneling all money to 1%, all ownership of everything to 1%, all control to 1%. That is the knowledge. That is what that is. That is a religion. You have to realize that. Once you realize that, everything becomes very simple. That's why they need a separation of church and state. They usually do it the other way around. Separation of, of, you know, state and church. That's the way I usually do it, but it doesn't matter. Church and state. Why? Because church is evil people controlling the masses through spirituality. We can't have them telling the evil people controlling the masses through power, control, famine, and jobs can't have those two religions telling each other how to run. We, these people over here are secularists, want the world under their control. These people over here who are spiritualists are trying to do the same because they're corrupted at the top too. But even then, the spiritualists need to keep those people under control. So when you say we have to have a separation of church and state because the church is out of control and they'll try to run things like the Romans did. Well, at the time when the Romans were doing that, when the church in Rome took control of the governments over there, was the exact same time that the people in the south of France, books were written about it, Holy Blood, Holy Grail, and prior to that, that turned into the Da Vinci Code. People in the south of France who based their spiritual practice and church that they created was created when Jesus's wife, Mary Magdalene, after she was kicked out of the church when Jesus died, showed up in the south of France with a little girl whose name was Princess, who she claimed was her slave child. Her knowledge of teaching the way Jesus was teaching turned into a religion in the south of France, and that became very big and very popular. And they said the church in Rome was corrupted and evil and was not what Jesus was teaching. This is in history. You can look it up. Now, if you don't believe that those that, that woman was Mary Magdalene and her daughter was, uh, was named Sarah, which means princess, why is it that that slave girl, servant, grew up and married a Merovingian prince and became the queen of the south of France? And their children were able to talk to animals and heal people with their hands. This is true history that they tried to cover up. And when they said the church in Rome is evil and corrupted and not being taught the way Jesus was trying to teach... The church in Rome sent all of their knights to the south of France and murdered 2 million people in a time when the total population of France was about 4.5 million. Killed more than half the population of a country to shut them up. That's history. You can look it up. Why would they do that? Because they were saying that church over there is evil and it's corrupted and it's not what Jesus was teaching. And we are are being taught and had been taught by the descendants of Jesus Christ when his wife got here and the way Jesus was trying to teach it. We're teaching the right way Jesus was teaching. Murdered them all to shut them up. Why we know about that is the story that you hear of the knights, the, the four knights who escaped and that were guarding the Holy Grail. The Da Vinci Code was written after Dan Brown read the same four books that I had in my library that I read. He wrote a story. What if that were true? What if Jesus... Had, was married to Mary Magdalene, which it looks like more and more like likely in history. Because if you go back to 2,000 years ago when Jesus was a rabbi before he was um, crucified, he couldn't be called rabbi. Can't be a teacher in that religion if you're not married and you don't have children. So Jesus, to be called a rabbi, had to be married to someone, and she had to be either with child or have children. Otherwise, he could never be called a rabbi. In the Hebrew religion, you can look that up too. So Jesus had to have a wife, and he had to have her either being pregnant or with children already to be called a rabbi and teach in the synagogues, which he did before they killed him because he pissed them off. You have to, you look this up. You can look this up. That's part of their religion back then. So how is it possible that Jesus was called the rabbi if and taught in the in the churches if he didn't? According to their laws, they would have never let him teach and they would have stoned him to death when he tried. And that didn't happen. And they called him rabbi until other reasons for them to to crucify him. And that had to do with money and power and control. Not, Not the fact that he broke that law. You can look that up. Okay. So my point of all this is, But yet, to show you, the churches have been corrupted for thousands of years by evil people that seek power. Only crazy people seek power. Some people take power because they have to. Most people take power because they want to. Those people who want power are self-serving. They are evil 100% of the time. Okay, you have to realize that. Okay, let's continue here. Yeah, see, right? So okay, so so is that a question? There, there are always little statues of Mary Magdalene in France and Italy too. Is that why? Yes, um, they actually have uh, in the south of France. Every year, they actually have Mary Magdalene Day, where they literally parade a skull they believe is Mary Magdalene's actual skull through the streets of uh, of certain towns in the south of France, because Mary Magdalene moved there when what's his name, Paul or Peter Paul, whichever one it was, usurped the church. When Jesus died, he took control. She was basically kicked out. So she left so they wouldn't kill her. And she showed up in the south of France and then taught Jesus's way, continued to teach. All other disciples, the other 12, the other 11 disciples that were followers of Christ, they all were killed for teaching Jesus's way. Mary... Died of old age. She wasn't murdered because of Jesus' way. She's the only one that wasn't killed. And everybody says, oh, and the 12 apostles, but they don't count Mary as an apostle. Weirdly, you can't count the 12 apostles without having Mary as one of them. So when you ask anybody in clergy, so Mary was murdered as well? Because all the other ones, they're the tale of their death. But they don't. Mary disappears out of the Bible after Jesus is out of the equation. Because the person who said, I hate her and her entire kind took control of the church. But it's better to marry than to burn. Why would he say that unless he was gay? Why was he jealous of Mary? Because he was in love with Jesus. Because he was gay. Scholars know this because it's apparent in the words and the verbiage that he said. I hate her and her entire kind. Either he was prejudiced and she was black and he was a racist. Or he was gay and he hated women. Well, Coupled with him saying, but it's better to marry than to burn because you had to be married by the time you were 31 in that same religion that you could not teach as a rabbi or hold that title unless you were not married, unless you were married and had children. You cannot give people marital advice or advice on children if you don't have any. That is the way the Hebrews believe to this day. should look into that. But the Christians don't want you to think that. Never mind that. Jesus was a god. And he was murdered and ascended, went to hell, and then went to heaven. He wasn't a man. He didn't have kids. That's why with the Willem Dafoe uh, last temptation of Christ got a lot of heat because the temptation was the real temptation that that the devil was showing him, a physical life of love and having a wife and having many children. They hated that they put that in the story and tried to get them to edit that out, the one where Willem Dafoe played Jesus. Okay? Okay. And then, and then you have the, the one later on with, uh, what's his name, um, Jim Caviezel playing Jesus. And they didn't show you that part of the temptation. In fact, they didn't show much of the tempta- temptations at all. You read the, the Bible, you see the temptations were completely different than what you saw in the Jim Caviezel version. That's because Bill Gibson was trying to get past some of the knowing the edits, the problems that were going to happen. And he was trying to get you on to the true story of it was not all of the Jews. It was just the Essenes, and it wasn't all of the Essenes. It was, it was, or the Pharisees, not the Essenes. The Essenes were the ones who got killed in the um, in the uh, Dead Sea. Uh, it was the Pharisees, and it was only fifteen of them. Because the, the 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 Jews always worry because you know in the the Christian Bible it says the Jews killed uh, Jesus, and children get mad and start beating up Jews because you guys killed my savior. It was only 15 of one particular sect, and they were intimidated by Jesus and hated him and went out of their way to try and, uh, and try and out him because he was questioning their authority on purpose. He was provoking them so that they would kill him and make him a martyr. The same thing happened in, in Star Wars when Obi-Wan provoked uh, uh, Darth Vader And made sure that the witness, who was Darth Vader's son, that he knew was Darth Vader's son, Luke Skywalker, would see him get killed by Vader so he would never turn to the dark side and he would hate Vader. And he said, if you strike me down now, Darth, I will become more powerful than you could ever imagine. And he killed him and his body disappeared because he transcended the same thing. That's the same story of Jesus's Christing. Dying and then ascension and his body disappearing. The same thing as Mohammed, when they tried to go and kill Mohammed, he ascended and his body disappeared before they could murder his body. is the same Christed, Christed Christos ascension to heaven. And it's showing you in the physical plane that which you're supposed to be doing yourself by doing inner work and learning to reach up to the hand of God through your ascension. That's why Jesus said the way to heaven is through me. He literally meant my representation of what I'm doing here is to show you the way. That is what Lao Tzu, Lao Tzu in 634 BCE said, which that is what the Dao the Te Ching means, the book of the way, ascension. The Buddha and Buddhism is also the way of ascension. They turned them all into religions. None of those people... Wanted their practice to be taught as a religion, but a way of life and ascension. All of those people did not want their message and their uh, knowledge to be taught as a religion, as an orthodox religion. They wanted it to be taught as a personal way of ascension. All of them throughout history, including Mahatma Gandhi, which eventually is. Gandhiism will probably become a religion on this planet. And he was teaching the same Spiritual practice of Hinduism, Buddhism, and that is the same in the East as it is uh, of, the, of, the, of the Muslim and the Christianity and the, and the uh, Moses way. And that is all the same as Thor and Odin's way, as Pan's way, as the way of uh, Hermes and the Egyptians and all of the gods and all of that in all of the Native American. They're all identical in what they're teaching you, in that spiritual ascension. They've all been turned into a religion where there's orthodox, and it is a corporation of, I want to open a store next to a Starbucks, and I want you to go to the Starbucks and get a coffee and come to church and sit in my chair and give me money. Spend money there and then spend money here. And I want to conquer the world with my way, and all other ways are evil and bad, and we have to murder them off until the modern day where you can't just go into holy wars anymore, which they're still in some pockets of the planet. But on the large corporation, they've all made peace with each other and said, we'll just carve up the planet and let them people decide. And they're all advertising the same way governments are, the same way democracy is, the same way a Starbucks is, the same way Target and Walmart are, the same way fast food restaurants like McDonald's around the world are. No different. The only difference is the guy standing in the counter at, a, at a, a McDonald's just wants your money for the food. The guy in a church just wants your money for the food. Do you see? The guy at a Starbucks wants your money for the coffee. You're giving me money on providing you a service and giving you something that you're looking for. Same thing. But they're not giving you is spirituality. What they're not giving you is true ascension. That is what's being taught Behind the scenes, by all of those religions, if you know where to look, let him who has the eyes to see, or him or her, them, whatever your vernacular you use, uh, monkey, donkey, joker, whatever you call yourself to identify with, let that individual have the mind to know, the eyes to see, the ears to hear. That is what you're supposed to learn. That's why I'm getting back to Socrates. Socrates said, and I have this in one of my uh, quotes in one of my reels, Socrates said, I cannot make you believe anything. The only thing I can do is get you to think for yourself. And I apply to that in everything that I do. I cannot make you believe anything. So I am not trying to sell you anything. I am not trying to get you to believe anything. What I'm trying to do is give you information that will make you question. And that's why I usually say in every episode, Don't believe a word I've said. Look it all up for yourself because I want you asking questions. You don't have to believe what I say. What I want you to do is start thinking for yourself. That's what they don't want you to do. They don't want you to be self-thinking. They don't want you to be self-involved. They don't want you to learn your your spirituality, personal spirituality. They don't want you knowing anything. They don't want you being self-sufficient financially. They don't want you knowing and understanding how to do that. They want you to shut up, sit down, own nothing, and you'll be happy. We'll tell you what to think, when to think. We'll give you money, and you don't need to own anything. That is what they're selling you right now in your country, wherever you are on the planet, including the United States and the UK. President of the United States, Joe Biden, said that on national television. You will own nothing, but you will be happy. That is the progressive evil idea and the conservative evil idea. And you don't think that that's true here in the United States. Literally, they were trying to vote on a package that's supposedly going to the border that the Democrats are coming out in public and saying, and the Republicans won't vote for it, and it's their fault that we have all this crime and these people coming across the border, which is a lie in and of itself. But literally, that thing they were putting together to vote on, the heads of the Democrats talking to all their people and the heads of the Republican talking to all their people were trying to convince everyone on both sides to sign this. And the heads of the Republican Party that are supposed to be the opposition to the progressives, because they're supposed to be conservatives, the heads of that party were telling behind closed doors, and we know this because some of the Republicans came out and told, telling them we can't allow this information of what this bill is to leak out to any conservative talk show hosts or free-thinking people until we sign this. Specifically, Sean Hannity on Fox and and Laura Ingram on Fox, Joe Rogan on his podcast, or uh, uh, what's his name from England who has his podcast, who I always forget his name and I don't know why. Because they'll tell the world about this. And literally, some of the people who were conservatives got into an argument with the Republicans who were in charge of the Republican Party, and then came out and told the news, they don't want you to know what's in this package, and they wanted everyone to sign it. So behind closed doors, my point is, they're on the same side, but it's not all of them. Because some of the Democrats didn't like it, and some of the Republicans didn't like it. Because some of the Democrats are not uh, 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 um, ultra-progressives, they're more moderate. Some of the Republicans are not not ultra swampers; they're ultra MAGA, make America great. They're more conservative, but they're they're more centrist. Those are the people that are going to save the world in your country as well. Those people who are more towards the center and not out on these crazy fringes, because know that that was exposed in this country yesterday and the day before. That because first it was we hear that there's yelling going on in the Republican. Uh, a room where they're all talking. What's going on with that? Never mind that. Never mind that. Nothing. There's no yelling going on. Then actual people came out. Ted Cruz being one of them from Texas came out and said, "Just so you know, he didn't name names, but he said at the top in the Republican Party they were trying to hide this from you and from other conservatives that are uh, that are people that are nationalists that are people that are that are ultra conservatives because." They were trying to push through money that would benefit them and make them rich. And they specifically said, do not let this leak out until we sign it. And they said, no, we're not signing it. Then they went out and the Democrats were like, it's the Republicans. And the Republicans came out, some of them came out and said, this is why. The deep staters on both sides were trying to push that through because it enriched them by doing so. We voted it down. And your Republican Party, you conservatives out there in the United States, the heads of that, you know who they are, who are in charge, Mitch McConnell. Just name him. I'm not afraid of him. He's going to die in probably the next two years. He's so fucking old. He's old to hear. He was a waiter when Jesus had the Last Supper. He was one of the guys who came in with the tray of food. Here you go. With Nancy Pelosi as the cook. Okay. These old people are going to die off. Their old way of life is dying around the world. Stay diligent and learn this stuff. All right, let's finish this up because it's getting to be six, and I'm going to have to to do that, okay? Polly Sullivan talked with a friend out loud. It was last week. Uh, She said, remember it. It's a great explanation how we just see a little part, shadow, part of the live creation, right? Well, that's just like – the dragon from the story, uh, the Druid story of uh, the sword and the stone uh, and how Merlin is explaining to um, Arthur uh, what the dragon is. The dragon is in everything. The dragon is a part of everything, is everything. And um, But if you were to see the whole dragon uh, in its hole all at once, it would burn you to cinders and cast you into oblivion. My buddy Paul, God rest his soul, when we were thirty years ago when we were teens, he was working for the government uh, as an explosive handler on a military base that we grew up next to, and his mother was the safety officer there, and his father was a lifer, uh and was running the base. Uh, literally, he referred to the deep state, the government of the United States as that same dragon, and said that from uh, the Merlin in the in the uh, lessons of Merlin that the government is just like, the deep state's reach is just like that dragon. And it has its reach in everything. Its foot's over here, its hands over there, its eyes over there, its brain is over there, its mouth is over here, its tail is over there. And it is in everything, and controlling everything. And to know it all and see it all at whole will get its attention. And if it gets your attention onto you, it will look at you and it will burn you into cinders and cast you into oblivion. And that reference um rang true uh to the great evils of the world in the deep state that controls the population that one percent uh that they are evil like that dragon and that uh if 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 you see it all and it sees you seeing it all and you get its attention it will crush you and kill you and destroy you so you have to you have to work around its brain and not get too much attention because if you do then it, and when it looks at you, it destroys you. Uh, look what they try to do. With, with they try to do that with what's his name over there in the UK with his podcast with Joe Rogan over here. Anybody that gets too much of their attention, they go after you and they try to destroy you. Uh, um, a two-time Minnesota governor, Governor of Minnesota, Jesse Ventura, who was a Navy SEAL in the United States Navy here in the, in the United States and then became Jesse the Body Ventura as a wrestler, for uh, Vince McMahon's World Wrestling Federation was the WWF back then. And then they got sued by the World Wildlife Foundation and changed it into WWE. He was investigating the Bilderbergers, the deep state, and he got too close. They put a contract out on his life and he's in exile living in Mexico. Currently, he left like eight years ago, had to flee the country because he got too much of their attention. He got too close to uh, showing the population of the world. Them, and what they're doing. Uh, And if you were in the Law of One chat on Messenger, Penny just posted a video from, I think it was Instagram, where a guy was telling you the knowledge of said dragon. And he actually said, I can't say anymore because if I say too much, it'll trigger the algorithm and I'll get too much of their attention and they'll kill me. Again, was referring to the same dragon without saying the dragon. He was referring to the deep state, the Illuminati, the, the, the uh, people, the 1% that's in charge. Most of the time, people call them the one percenters. It's easier to say, but it still gets the algorithm looking into what you're saying. All right. Russell Brand, thank you, Polly. I couldn't think of his name. For some reason, I draw a blank on his name, and I have to I have to do a memory game and a memory cap to stop doing that. Yeah, Russell Brand from England. That's what happened to him. He got too popular, and he said too many things, exposing the deep state, and they tried to cancel him. They went after him and tried to get him taken off the air and then discredit him and say and have people sue him and ruin his career. Didn't take, but it did diminish him a bit. But it didn't take. They did the same thing with uh, with uh, um, Joe Rogan uh, last year. Both those things happened in 2023. They tried to kill Joe Rogan, not physically, but they tried to ruin his show, get him deplatformed, and all of that. Why? Because he said something that got the attention first of the of the progressives in America and around the world, and then their bosses. The companies made too much money off of him and said, no, he's our biggest income. If we get rid of him off of this platform, we're done. So the large corporations went, no, get over it and denied it. They did the same thing with Russell Brand because they they were like, well, no, wait a minute. We're losing too much money. We can't We can't do that. Right, but Russell Brand has gone more quiet, hasn't he? Yes, he backed off. So did Joe Rogan for a while. All the shows went away from exposing the deep state. Russell Brand did the same thing. He backed away, hasn't he? He still talks, but he's now on the fringes again because he has to for a while to get the algorithms to not look at him, right? And Ajax J also, yes. There's a lot of people that when you get too, that's why I stopped doing it. I was getting deleted and deplatformed. If you go back and look at my show from five years ago, go back to when I started Orion Rising and come forward, you'll see that I was hot on exposing everything. As I started getting more momentum, they came after me. I got deplatformed off of Google and they deleted 480 episodes of my show. Those episodes are still on Facebook because I didn't have they didn't delete me. They tried as well. They tried to delete me 7 years ago or 6 years ago and then Google deleted me 2 years ago. But I didn't fight over Google and I did fight to save myself on Facebook. And it, and all both of those were because of me talking politics and uh and doing exclusively telling about the, the it was COVID. Exposing COVID as the lie that it is got me deplatformed the, from beginning of COVID. Prior to it, because I knew about it, two years before COVID was going to happen, I knew about it and was trying to warn. During COVID, so they tried to get me off of Facebook. Prior to, because I was already exposing them and everything, and literally over the PizzaGate, <coughs> there's ten <coughs> shows that were made over in the um, in uh, Northern Europe. I think it was the Swedish or the Danish. Uh, a woman who made them, and I helped promote them and help uh, get do the research for all of the stuff working with the Anonymous who became the Anons because they had to go underground. Um, we were doing all that, all the stuff that's come out now, like the the prince uh, and that picture with the prince of that little girl that he raped who is now a 33-year-old woman, and uh, he got deplatformed by the queen over it. That The exact same day in that exact same room was a picture of Bill Clinton hugging that little girl as well. Okay? That's out there. I've seen it. I saw that seven years ago, and that hasn't been put out to the world. But the one of him, the prince, hugging that girl, she was wearing the same outfit, standing in the exact same – the prince, I don't know which was first, but they both took a picture hugging the same little girl who was like 16 at the time, underage, in that same room from the same vantage point. So the person holding the camera took a picture of Bill Clinton and a picture of the prince. And I'm sure they both had sex with that little girl she has come out and said that she did that the that the prince did rape her. I don't know if she said that about Bill Clinton. But Bill Clinton hugged her on that same day in that same room, seconds apart. From the same angle, so the person with the camera didn't move and one person walked off and the other put their arm around the same girl. Okay? I've seen those in real life. That image is part of those videos that were released 7 years ago. I was being deplatformed from my work on that Fought for that on on Facebook. YouTube wasn't deplatforming me yet. After I was doing the COVID thing, I was censored on Facebook and deplatformed off of um, YouTube for my videos because I was showing proof and proving. And I had to go outside of me getting the proof and putting it on there, right? So when uh, I was telling everybody that I was being told that the governments were paying people to intubate and paying people to list people as COVID, and then they were uh, um, most of the people at the beginning that all that was happening to that were dying of supposed COVID were all people that were donating their organs and they were making like $7 million off of their organs. Weirdly that if the person actually had COVID, you couldn't be given that organ to somebody, but that was what was happening. I was deleted for saying that. So I went to Fox 40 news here in Sacramento, California. They went to the government and asked that same question. People getting incentivized and paid by the government to intubate and paid by the government when someone has COVID? And the government said yes. So if you intubated somebody and you listed them as COVID, the government of the United States would pay you $77,000. We have to compensate people for the care of dealing with somebody who has COVID. $77,000 to intubate you, put you unconscious and let you die of COVID and list your death as COVID. What are they doing that's so above and beyond that that is different from the flu, pneumonia, cancer, or anything else, that they would be warranted $77,000 for. Never mind that now, never mind that. So they were exposed by the mass media, not by just me. I had to go outside and start doing that kind of thing because – People like me who are trying to give you this algorithms pick up on what I'm saying. And then, if we get the dragon looking at us, they delete us and deplatform us and shut us up so that we're off of all the platforms that everybody's on and they control all of those. That's why I talked about Google or I talked about TikTok and how everybody's having this uproar about TikTok in uh, Europe and in America. And they're saying, We got to get our kids off TikTok, TikTok, because TikTok is run by the Chinese Communist Party and they're stealing everybody's information, which is exactly what Instagram, uh, which is run by Meta who owns, uh, who owns uh, uh, Facebook, and Google, who owns YouTube. That's what they're doing. What TikTok is doing on their platform is exactly what all the other platforms, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, is doing. But the difference is those companies are owned by BlackRock, who owns 75% of all corporations in America and the UK and uh, Europe, and they own all those platforms. They used to own Twitter, Google, all of them, but Twitter was bought by um, Musk, by Elon Musk. So literally, they owned those networks. So those networks are taking all the information that they're stealing, selling it to make money, selling it to scientists, and giving it the information to the federal governments so they get kickbacks from the federal governments who are tracking everything that you do, making algorithms to keep you stupid, to keep you asleep, to to keep you locked into all of their products, which they own 75% of. But TikTok is an outlier. Because it's a different faction. So therefore, we can't have them stealing. That's a national security interest. We can't have them. We don't know what they're stealing. They're stealing information on a platform that you don't have any access to. That's it. They're both just as evil, and they're both doing the exact same thing. The difference is the Chinese Communist Party is not answering to the cabal that owns uh, that thinks they own the world. Do you see But they're, and then, like I said last time, I talked about this. But some people will say to me, You do realize that that's a ruse, too. And the Chinese Communist Party and those other people are the same people. Yes, they probably are. Because on one level, you're either a patriot and you're a European or an American, you got to fight against the evil Chinese, right? Because don't look at the cabals that think they own the planet, the 1%. Don't see that. See that war between good and evil. Communism in America, however, all the people in the governments and the progressive parties in all of the countries in Europe are trying to turn their governments into the Chinese Communist Party. They're trying to make their governments exactly like that government. That should tell you that they're the same. Do you see? Don't look here, look here, it's sleight of hand. Get mad at the evil Chinese because they're not playing ball with us and giving us the information that they're stealing. They're using that to their advantage and we don't have control over it. We don't get that information off of TikTok and everybody's leaving the platforms. All the young kids are over there. We can't have that. We can't, we can't control the population and and point them in the direction that we want them in and and teach them what we want them to be taught when they're being taught by these other people that are not us. Can't have that. We need to have control of all of that population so that we can orchestrate how they think. That's what's going on. That's the true story of what's going on there. Know that, see it for what it is. TikTok's not evil, because if they are, so is YouTube, Google, Facebook, all of Meta, Instagram, Snapchat, any chat that you're on. Look up who the people own that. People are like, oh no, I'm on Discord. Look up Discord, I did, look up Discord. Discord uses a company, an outside company, to run the engine that runs their product. That software is owned by Microsoft. That means it's controlled by BlackRock because it's controlled by Bill Gates. That means that Discord, who you think is independent, their entire program that is watching everything that you do is made by the people who control the 1% of the world who are, in fact, controlling everything and watching everything and harvesting every inf- bit of information. Do you understand that? Look it up. Okay? So when when people say that, that's why they fought so hard about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Because as soon as he bought Twitter, he was no longer playing ball with the governments and giving them all access to all the information. You might not like Elon Musk and think he's evil. But he stifled giving that information over Unless they were paying him. He might be still doing that on Twitter now. But it wasn't the same deal that was going through the people who owned Twitter before he bought it from them. They had to orchestrate a new deal if, in fact, they're back on that platform, getting all the information off of that platform. Do you understand that? You ha- that's how you have to understand the dragon and how big it is. You have to get past that. There's a war between good and evil. You have to get past that blue and red. You have to get past the Western civilization and communism. You have to see those, but you have to get past them and see the bigger picture, the higher picture, the higher ups, the larger picture. And when you do that, you can only then realize that it comes back down to the same choice, good or evil, and what you want to be, good or evil. And that's ultimately the only possibilities that there are here. That's the expansion of your consciousness to to infinite wisdom, infinite uh, reality, infinity itself is the realization that this is an ecosystem and that it is a dance and that it is beautiful and that there is no right and wrong. This is why I put that out in the very beginning of the law of one. Ross says this, there is no right and wrong. There is only beingness. There is only experience and choice. That's what you're supposed to ascend to. Literally, the episode one or a, a book one, session one, and that's why I put out that reel last night. If you go and watch the whatever you want to call that on any platform, I'm on there, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, um, Instagram, TikTok. I put out the same exact. I made it and then shared it to all of them yesterday, last night, my last night, not quite 24 hours ago, and it starts literally shows you the law of one. Read what's there, listen to the song by Ozzy Osbourne and and look at the message and read that. It's quotes from the loved one. There is no right and wrong, there only is. That is what you're supposed to expand your consciousness to. Get past the physical fight and battle. Realize there's a spiritual fight and battle, but all of that's internalized. All of what you see here, as below, so above, as within, so without. All of what you see playing out in this physical reality illusion, Is a representation of what's going on internally in you and should be. The struggle within. Because you're supposed to choose to either be evil and live in the flesh here. Or choose to be spiritual in service to self or in service to others. And then live in the spiritual and move into a spiritual mindedness and start acting accordingly. You will find your life in this place will change. This place is both heaven and hell. It is both all and nothing. It is the Visica Pisces. It is the yin and the yang. This place is what you make of it. So if you think your life is hell, it's because the law of attraction. You are creating your reality. Your focus determines your reality. What you focus on, good or evil. So if you have nothing but evil people in your life, you need to look at yourself and go, why are they in my life? I'm allowing them and I'm moving towards them. And I'm having around them and hanging out with them. Maybe you were born into it. My family are these evil bikers or whatever. You have to make a choice. I think therefore I am. You are supposed to realize I count. I am. What am I? I don't know. I need to look into that. I can't do that being controlled by someone else. I can't do that by being what everyone else wants me to be. I have to seek what I want. Not what they want me to want. Because they want you to. If you're a woman, they want you to. I think you're a man. If you're a man, they want you to think you're a woman or that you're neither or that you're both. As long as you're not separating into masculine and feminine, they can't have that. That's also going to help you to ascend, to realize when someone says the kundalini and the kunda buffer, masculine, feminine, positive, negative, the other way around. Negative being masculine, positive being feminine. It still leads you to ascension. So they blend it and they want you to be the opposite of what you are so that you're confused. Some people are born that way, and they are confused, and that's okay too. You're supposed to actually ascend to the androgynous. The first books they removed from the canons were everything that said God is neither male nor female, but both. Let me say that again. The first knowledge they took out of all Bibles on this earth was the knowledge that your spirit has no sex. That to be one, you need to balance the masculine and feminine. Yet, that's what they're trying to get you to believe in. the. There's no God. There is none of that. But if you're a man, you should be a woman. And if you're a woman, you should be a man. And it's okay to be that way. And we'll change your body before you can make the determination for yourself of whether I want to stay this or that. We'll get that done to you the second you we convince you. Well, you're a boy. Let's chop off your little penis and make a little, little coochie. If you're a girl, let's take off your little coochie and give you a little penis before you can come into your own and, and decide for yourself which of those I actually want to be for the rest of my life. Why is that? The confusion of that. If you watch that video, if you're not in the law of one chat, you should get in there. Go backwards in time to last night. Was it last night? Yeah, it's yesterday. Penny posted that where the guy was talking about cloning and all of the stuff of the, of the deep state that he could only touch on a little bit. And he kept backing away from. And he does that on purpose, which I did as well if you weren't paying attention. I keep pushing the knowledge to a certain point and I back away because I know that the algorithms will come after me. And if I change the subject, it takes a different algorithm that's looking for that. If I get a combination of all that together, I'll get the algorithm that will kick me and you off of the air. So I'm, I'm get, that's why I spend a little bit of time doing like I'm doing now. And the algorithm goes, there's something else more important over here that Russell Brand just said. <laughs> and while well, that goes to somebody who's going, and the government this, and the government that, the algorithms is looking there and I diminish on the platform of, of red flags. And then I start on another subject for you and lead you up to a certain point. You get really good at knowing when to back away unless you don't. And then you're forced to because they warn you or they try to take you out. So literally, why is that? Think about that. What makes it so dangerous for me to talk about by saying, don't believe anything anybody's saying to you, look it up for yourself. What makes it so dangerous if there's a scroll out there that said the Godhead is in fact the dual aspect of male, female. Why was that so dangerous 4,000 years ago? Or it actually was more, more like twelve thousand or twelve hundred years ago, maybe maybe uh, eighteen not even eighteen hundred years ago. So it had to been about 1,200 1, years ago. Why was that so important for people not to know on this earth? When you read the Dead Sea Scrolls, it, if you well, to me it was not it was not a revelation to me because I had already been uh, studying religion my entire life. But if you're if you're not if you're new to the game. The Dead Sea Scrolls will freak you out. You'll go, Oh my God, right? Read the book of truth. Read the, the there's just scrolls like the first three uh, that are there. Look them up and read them. If they don't start out with Moses said, Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, Moses said, Moses said, uh, if if there are scrolls that talk in a different way than that, read those first. Those other ones are not bad. They're all proverbs reminding you what these, the, what these uh, uh, savior characters said. There's nothing wrong with that because they're telling you uh, the same stuff. But the other ones, like uh, like the Book of Judas, um, the Book of Mary Magdalene, uh, the, the the Book of Truth, which is about um, the creation, it's actually the story of Jesus, um, uh, but it's also the story of creationism from the beginning until, until that time and even going into the future. So there's a lot more uh, to unpack. Everything, you have to realize that all canon – talks in the physical to talk to you in the spiritual. So everything is showing you a representation that is meaningless, that is in the physical. And you are. that's why they always say, let him who has the understanding or let him who has the ears to hear or let him who has the mind to to know or the eyes to see. They're showing you a story and telling you this story I'm telling you has an astral, has a spiritual meaning if you're paying attention. Because they couldn't put a highlight there. Or say that out loud because the censors they knew they were going to be up against would pull the books out of the canon. So the ones that were left in, is the information is in there. If you know anything about the Bible code, if you've ever saw the that documentaries, that, that series, or read about it or heard about it, um, they believed that inherent in the Torah, the Quran, Torah, that there was the cyclical nature that was this message that was hidden in there. And they start they thought that they were onto it. And I believe they were, I, I went down this rabbit hole and then uh, read all the books. And then the Da Vinci code came out and everyone said, you need to read this. Cause they're making a movie out of it. And I read it and saw the movie. And literally the guy who tried to debunk them said, that's bunk. And they'll tell me why. Cause the, I took movie Dick, which is almost the same amount of words as the, as the Quran, as the Torah, sorry. And Torah, or, or different versions of the same, of the Torah. And if I use your same program, I get the same information instantly because of being a code breaker, instantly because of seeing the cyclical nature in everything. I said, of course, it's inherent in everything, because everything is inherent in us. People who tell you about stories and movies, they say. Every story that is possible to tell has already been told. That's true. Because there are no new stories. The difference is it's a different interpretation of the same story. That is the physical representation of what we are doing in the physical place. Individual human beings are living the exact same life, learning the exact same lessons from a distinctly distinctly different, separate point of view. Yours, mine, ours. We're living the exact same life at the exact same time, and we're learning it from our perspective with the complete free will to do whatever I want, whatever you want in this place, bound by the laws of this place. So I'm coming up with a completely different life from yours, in the exact same, on the exact same planet, I'll eat different things. You'll eat different things. I'll learn different things. You'll learn different things because we are individuals and we're having the same experience from our perspective. Stories made up by people are exactly the same. It's perspective. So nothing is new. I'm getting all the way back. And then I'm going to let this end so that we can start the next session. So I'm going to so run through this. Going all the way back to the Bible and all of that, when people say, so wait a minute, so when you tell me revelations and all that, what's what's so big about it? It's, It's all telling you the same exact knowledge. The knowledge of the universe has never changed. It's always been the same. The knowledge of ascension has never changed. It's always been the same. The only thing that has changed is the way to tell it. So it's been told in different places around the world, in different times, in different cultures, by different people with different backgrounds. The Hero of a Thousand Faces by uh, Joseph Campbell. He was on to it when he was talking about mythology. And the hero characters from around the world that he realized and taught this in colleges in the United States. He realized, you should look up that book. It's very big. The Hero of a Thousand Faces. Showing you that in all the cultures around the world, his hero character was the same but the story was being told specifically targeted to the people in the culture and time that the story was being told. Jesus, Muhammad, Mahatma Gandhi, Thor, Hercules, King David, uh, um, um, what's his name, um, Arthur, King of the Britons, All of those characters throughout history were the same. All of them. They're the same character going through the same scenario in different places in a different way. And the story was originally trying to show you Ascension. Turned into a mythological character that was completely not understood. And all the information of, of trying to show you that. Leonidas. The 300, the Leonidas, same thing. Leonidas went on a quest to fight against tyranny, took 300 men, and they died to save their country. He sacrificed himself and ascended to greatness and became known. Achilles at Troy. Achilles sacrificed himself, died and, and, and people learned from him his way of life and his death. And what were they? They were hoplites. They were warriors. But well, what did they learn? They learned the same thing of self-sacrifice, of being a good person and not evil It's throughout history. It's the same story. The same story is being told over and over and over. Good always defeats evil. Evil will rule the earth for a time. The devil will rule the earth for a time. Every story that is told is the battle between good and evil. Evil seems to be in charge and has taken over. Good, and it's usually few fighting against many. Sound familiar? The few fighting against many, the the King Arthur. Uh, the few fighting against many, the, uh, the 300 with Leonidas. The few fighting against many, Thor fighting at Ragnarok. The few fighting against many, the United States defeating the, the English who were trying to take over. The few fighting against many, the Canadians doing the same. The few fighting against many, the Japanese fighting against the Chinese at one, at one point. The few fighting against many, right? Let's go to uh, uh, Rome and talk about um, the, the Roman gladiators. So let's talk about Spartacus. Same story, same hero, sacrificing himself, fighting for good, fighting against evil. Evil rules for a time. There's this rise up of of all of the good people that defeats evil. It's a cyclical nature of what happens on this earth over and over and over, and it's happening in your life. And the only way that you can continue the cyclical nature is you're supposed to defeat the evil within yourself and start ascending. You are the savior you're waiting for. You're the savior you're looking for. You are the God in heaven. You are the Jesus in heaven. You are the Muhammad. You are the Thor. You are the Odin. You are the savior. You are your own savior. No one can save you but you. You are to look into the shadow work, admit that you are uh, bad and evil, realize that you are a sinner, it is okay, and I can change those things about myself by being honest with myself. And then I start my ascension and change my life. I no longer do evil things and I am in service to others. And that it begins your ascension of you reaching your hand up to the stars to become free of this place, which is a trap of the mind, which is a test for baby souls. And you're supposed to overcome that and move up into the ascension and find out where this goes away from this physical plane into the spiritual plane. Do not be afraid of the physical body dying because you are not the physical body. You are an immortal soul. The physical body must die for you to move to the next phase of your spiritual existence. Unless you're afraid and you're a secularist and you don't believe there is anything and then I must live here and do everything I can now to get as rich as possible because one day I'm going to wink out of his existence. And then when you do, you'll realize that's not what happens, but you won't know that. And I can't convince you of that. And I'll never be able to convince you of that if you're living in the lower three chakras. You're not still here listening to me unless you tuned in 30 seconds ago. Okay. If you're here still listening to me, it's because you're already past that. All right. Let's do this so I can get done here by 630 so I can get dinner. So let's go ahead here.
1: This ray may be understood to be the basic strengthening ray for each density. It shall never be condescended to as less important or productive of spiritual evolution, for it is the foundation, Ray.
0: And yes, Polly Shakespeare was brilliant at illustrating that. I t- I love Shakespeare, love that message, love that you see that. And everybody should know that. I'm going to put that up on the screen for those of you who have the benefit of the MP4 podcast. Shakespeare was good at illustrating that. Beautiful at it. Genius at it. The the, the To be or not to be. Hamlet. All of the stories are the same for, for, for uh, Shakespeare as well. King Lear, look at King Lear, look at Hamlet, look at uh, Much to do About Nothing. Look at what, were the, 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 what was the learning curve, Othello. All of the Shakespearean plays, if you read them and you see them from a spiritual standpoint, not just what you see physical, they're lessons that are spiritual lessons that are teaching you something and they're teaching you the ascension. Agreed. Let's continue.
1: The next foundation ray is yellow. This is the great stepping stone ray. At this ray the mind-slash-body potentiates to its fullest balance. The strong red-slash-orange-slash-yellow triad springboards the entity into the center ray of green. This is again a basic ray but not a primary ray. This is the resource for spiritual work. When green ray has been activated we find the third primary ray being able to begin potentiation. This is the first true spiritual ray in that all transfers are of an integrated mind-slash-body-slash-spirit nature. The blue ray seats the learning slash teachings of the spirit in each density within the mind body complex, animating the whole, communicating to others this entirety of beingness. The indigo ray, though precious, is that ray worked upon only by the adept, as you would call it. It is the gateway to intelligent infinity bringing intelligent energy through. This is the energy center worked upon in those teachings considered inner, hidden, and occult, for this ray is that which is infinite in its possibilities.
0: Now, occulted just means inner. That's why he said that, inner, hidden, occult. Occulted means internalized, right? So esoteric means internalized. Exoteric means externalized. So occulted only doesn't mean hidden. And, and uh, you know, way always say that's an occult. Occult just means private. It means hidden. It means internalized. So we have we have bastardized and uh, taken the word occult and, and made it sound like uh, an evil religion that is false. And so we say that's an occult, right? Occulted, look up the word occult. I, I talk about that in my book, which uh, I, I contacted my um, publisher, uh, update on my book, by the way. I contacted my publisher and asked my publisher, what is going on? Why have I not heard anything? And I got a new person that said, sorry, the person that was working with you is no longer with the company. Um, and your book did go to the publisher or to the to the editor um, in January. So because the person who apparently uh, quit or got fired, dropped the ball, my book didn't go to the editors, even though I gave them my manuscript in September, but it took me payments. Uh, so I knew December was when uh, I was done paying them for the amount of money. To, so I knew that it wasn't going go to go the, to the editors until after December. Well, apparently she was gone and it took another month. So my book is now in the editors somewhere in March. I should have the first uh, um, edit uh, to look at and to say, yes, 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 no, 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 yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, 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 no. And then I have to send it back to them and they have to give me another one. And once we uh, agree 100%, then the book will be out. So now we're looking probably May or June before my book will come out. But I know that it. the editors are now looking at it and it'll take uh, four to eight weeks. So it went, she said, on the 23rd or 29th of January, 23rd of January. So we're looking at March, the end of March, before I'll probably see it. Then I have to go over and edit it, send it back. They'll probably go another two months with another edit. uh, And we'll go back and forth until I agree with their edit. Uh, If if it just works out the first time that I agree with everything or small changes, it might be faster. But we're looking at at least... Um, you know, April, May, June, maybe July, by the time the book comes out. So it'll be almost a year by the time, but that's just the way it works out. So it'll be published when it's supposed to. But I just want to give you guys an update. I have a new contact at the company and they're like, no, no, no you're at the editors and we got it. They're going for you. All right, let's continue here. So the green ray is the gateway to, uh, to the knowledge or the expansion of infinity, infinite wisdom, infinite love. And that's your heart chakra. Okay, let's continue.
1: As you are aware, Those who heal, teach, and work for the Creator in any way which may be seen to be both radiant and balanced are those activities which are indigo ray. As you are aware, the violet ray is constant and does not figure into a discussion of the functions of ray activation in that it is the mark, the register, the identity, the true vibration of an entity. 39.11 Questioner in order to clarify a little bit i would like to ask the question if we have a highly polarized entity polarized towards service to others and a highly polarized entity polarized towards service to self what would be taking each ray starting with red would there be a difference in the red ray of these two entities Ra, i am raw this shall be the last full question of this working there is no difference in equally strongly polarized positive and negative entities as regards red ray 39.12 question.
0: And that is because the red ray is the base red ray root chakra. It's the first chakra. So there is no difference in the first dimension between good and evil. There is no there is no difference there. The difference only happens at the green ray. That's the separation. That's the Visica Pisces, where the two overlap. So it, so literally if you're living in the bottom three chakras, you're 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 in, in, in mostly in service to self because you're living in the flesh it is only when you start to realize that there's something other than this that you start thinking in service to others. And if you're instinctively that way, you start already starting to go, this isn't right, things aren't right. And you start listening to the the conscience, the, the angel on your right shoulder, not the devil on your left shoulder, the ego. You start feeding this wolf and not that wolf. And that's when you start making the ascension. You immediately move to the green ray. The second you go, I don't know that this place is everything. And I think there might be a God and there might be something else other than this. Immediately you move up uh, out of the bottom three chakras to, to the gateway to uh, to the expansion. And, and so you literally get into your heart chakra and you start going, wait a minute. I love people. I love this world. Your life changes. You start caring. And that's that was when you've made the choice now. Whether you know it or not, that's what happens. So if you start thinking that way. It's because you've already internalized that choice. Then you just have to fix yourself and start moving up past that. And that's what Ross talking about. So when he says, what's the difference between somebody who's in service to self and somebody that's service to other at the red ray route? There is no difference because you, when you make that decision you immediately move to the green ray because you start feeling from the heart and love and realizing love and, not, uh, and love for others, not just love for self.
1: Is this also true of all the other rays? Ra, I am Ra. We shall answer briefly you may question further at another working. The negative ray pattern is the red slash orange slash yellow moving directly to the blue indigo, this being only used in order to contact intelligent infinity. In positively oriented entities the configuration is even, crystallinely clear, and of the seven ray description. Are there any short queries before we leave this instrument? 39.13 Questioner, I only need to know if there is anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or help the contact. Ra. I am Ra. You are most conscientious. All is well. I leave you, my friends, in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one creator. Adonai.
0: Yes, Polly said the base chakra uh, is uh, is low frequency. Yes, yes, uh, the lowest frequency, is the base red ray root chakra. Uh, and so your frequency... The frequency is tied into your vibration, which is tied into your spirituality. So if you're low vibration, you're in the bottom three chakras. If you're living in the red ray base root, you're all the way down there. You're locked into this place as real. You believe you're the thinking mind. You believe that's all that there is, is this, and that's it. And and then you start moving up from there as you ascend, even on the evil side. And then you go into the indigo where it's, and I think he was talking about the green there, but the indigo is knowledge, so you then gain knowledge, but it's only the knowledge of how far you can gain because the indigo is the sixth chakra, which is halfway through the sixth density. That's as far as you can go as evil. You cannot go past the sixth density halfway through that, whether you like it or not. You know, as evil as you think you are, the most evil thing in the entire universe is a being that's only halfway through. That's purgatory, that's hell. That's the true place that is not here. But you can be just as far away living in this place as you would be if you ascended to there. Until you repent, which is a nautical term going back uh, on, from your course of being evil, then you immediately go to the, to the green ray side and the, uh, start ascending. Um, but that you can, you can gain knowledge. Evil people have a knowledge. They're trying to keep you from even knowing that. It's part of the little handbag and the scrolls that the Anunnaki brought is to keep you, everyone else, Knowing anything about good or evil, period. You're supposed to just believe this place. There's a war between good and evil They'll let you believe that so that if you look into spirituality, as far as you get is, your God will come back for you. Just sit down and wait for him. And that's what all of them are trying to teach you. They're trying to take away all of uh, the ideas of ascension. That's why they don't like Western Judeo-Christian. Christianity doesn't like you learning Eastern philosophical thought because Eastern philosophical thought, Taoism, is based on the Tao Te Ching, which means the Book of the Way. And uh, Buddhism, those are ascension, those aren't fall. Follow Jesus and sit down and wait. God's coming back with a bus, and 144,000 gets to go. God's coming as a thief in the night, and you don't know when. Just wait here and be good, and you'll be rewarded in the afterlife. When you get to go to this place right after here, there's this place called heaven, and you get to go there. That's all a lie. All of that is a lie, that is non true. Right, you don't have to believe that. You can think I'm lying to you. I would suggest to you that you do believe I'm lying to you and look it up. If you Google it, they're going to tell you that religion doesn't even is not real anyway. You ask clergy in those churches; they're going to go. That person must be possessed by a demon or the devil. Opposition, opposition is always going to make you doubt the church. Never doubt the church. Always believe the church. What's the church telling you? Come in. Pay a tithing, sit down here and wait. Go home, be good, and remember the church and always go back to the church. And the church teaches you, I'm clergy. I have one of the Bibles that is a clergy Bible. They teach you a cyclical nature that is only teaching you a three, a two, three, or five-year cycle of knowledge, depending on what church you go to as a Christian or a Hebrew or a Muslim. And all of those were written by the Roman Catholics. You can look that up. And none of the message that is there, the message is the same. They're teaching you like, <laughs> what are we in now? We're, we're going into February. So now, what you know, it, it coincides. We have, what do we have? We have, um, we have uh, uh, the uh, Cupid and, and Valentine's Day. So this is the time of love. You go to churches, they're going to be telling you about love. That happens in September and October as well, where they start talking about relationships. If you look at the Bible and look at their curriculum, they teach you the same thing. And what they do is they don't teach you the same every year. They change it because otherwise you realize every May we learn the same thing. Every June we learn the same thing. So they have a two and a three and a five-year cycle and your church will be on one of those curriculums. And that changes what you have each month so that you don't get used to except for like the big holidays, Christmas is always the same. So November, December is always the same lessons in the churches. They give you different books to tell you like an allegory, uh, a different way, but it's all about the the Christ, the my Christ mass, that's what Christmas means. uh, And that (laughs) going into Easter in March, it's going to be about the death and the ascension because that's the cyclical nature of the human race and this planet. Because of the time period that you're in. If you're in the northern hemisphere of the earth, springtime is about to hit here in the United States and North America and China and Europe. Northern hemisphere of the planet is about to go into spring. So if you're in the southern hemisphere, we talked about this during Christmas. You're in the southern hemisphere and then you're in the middle of summer during Christmas. So what does that got to do with winter and Lent and and, uh, Christmas and Santa Claus? And they they still have you on the same cycle because they, they have you on a business cycle. Of spending money all year round at the same time. Do you see? So Easter is going to be celebrated. Whether it's des- desert. Or whether it's uh, uh, hot or cold for you. Whether it's winter time. Going into winter or fall. It's still going to be uh, the time of Jesus's death and resurrection. Jesus's death and resurrection was put in March. Because they were trying to conquer the northern hemisphere of the world. Because the people who control this planet. Are from the northern hemisphere. Not the southern hemisphere of the world. So the so they have bent to the entire planet to their will, and the southern hemisphere is on the same timeline because they make money off of the timeline being exactly the same worldwide at the same time. Instead of having Christmas in the northern hemisphere in December, they have, uh, instead of waiting for winter in the southern hemisphere to have Christmas, which should be the same solstice, which is winter solstice, They have you celebrate Christmas at summer there. It's your summer solstice, which is backwards to here. But you're spending the money at the same time to the same corporations around the world, buying the same products at the same time. So they don't have to have summertime stuff available for you. But they do for the clothing and the stuff for for that. But they don't have to have it backwards. So they don't have to have constantly have shit being shipped that is opposite of the northern and southern hemisphere. So they've encompassed everything to work on their business contract around the world for all the holidays and convinced you to fall in line no matter where you are. But it's all based on the northern hemisphere of the planet, not the southern hemisphere. It's based in the north. Why? Because the people who think they own the planet are European. That's why. Okay. So think about that. All right. So I'm going to go because it's now 20 minutes to seven. I have to get dinner on the table. I don't have to cook anything. I just got to heat it up. I love you guys. Have a great night. Have a great day. This has been Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on when in the world you are tuning into the show. I love to say where, but when is more appropriate. Have a great night. I love you guys. I will see you guys next week. And, if, and, and some of you who are in the law of one chat, Uh, On Messenger, I'll see you guys probably after I'm eating, while I'm eating dinner, because we'll probably be talking. Uh, Those of you who are listening around the world, if you're not in there on Messenger, you can find the Law of One uh, chat. Look for the Law of One class chat because there's many chats that are Law of One. I'm in a lot of them. Um, Law of One class chat is uh, the one that literally that I own, that I created for this uh, class that we are doing so that we can continue conversations and questions if I don't answer them in the live uh, we can talk about it there, and we're always talking uh, 24 hours a day just about in that chat because everybody's around the world. We're around the world, we're around the world. You know, that song, that's a cool song. All right, guys, I love you guys. Have a great night. I'll see you guys later.